Josh. Every time I hear our theme song, it just makes me want to dance. It just mm. makes me want to dance. I just want to dance. So much dancing. Dancing, dancing, <laughs> I want to see dancing. this. <laughs> Would you say dancing all night? All night. Under the oh. stars, under the moon, whatever. Endlessly. In dreams. <laughs> Endlessly. <laughs> Hmm. So much dancing. Foreshadowing. We have a we have a special guest uh, to talk yes. about our uh, topic of the show. He will oh, be oh, dancing oh. the night away with us. Oh, we're we're gonna be d- dancing the night away. <laughs> it's not really how that song goes, but yeah. <laughs> it's been a few weeks. <laughs> ah, I was gonna come in with that. Come on, I had that planned. I have a note right here next to me. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> You thief, <laughs> you phantom thief. <laughs> thief, capital letters, for the rest <laughs> yes, of the podcast. Yes. Thief. Yes. Yeah. So if you're new to the podcast, uh, you might not recognize our special guest, but if you've been with us any length of time, I'm sure you know who it is, or if you can read, because it's probably in the title as well. Um, the Henshin Dad himself, Mr. Wesley Ray, is along for the ride here this evening uh, for a very special reason too, because the game that Wes is one of our, of our brochachos, he's one of our patrons. And so this year um, we threw out that we would be willing to play games that they suggested. If you suggest one game, we can have you on the show. We can talk about it together. And um, the game that he suggested, which actually ended up being a few games, but well, again, you probably already know because he's kind of a cheater. Yes, but no, (laughs) but short games. It's it's fine. It it worked out. Um, And that's what we're going to be discussing today is is by his request, um, the Persona Dancing games, all three of them, we're going to tackle them tonight and and tell you the best, the most wonderful parts about each one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we get to that, uh, Wes, welcome. Thank you for yes. coming on. Thank it's you. And fun. you know what? I'm going to say, Paul was right. That song is really, really slow when I'm not listening to the podcast at like high speed. <laughs> wow. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> oh, it's not. Oh, okay. It's oh, not over man. yet. All right. Let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah, he was right. What happened? He was right. Is this sludge metal? What's going on here? <laughs> I like it. This is the part of the show where we usually ask each other just, how have you been? So, Josh, how have you been? You go first, buddy. I I have been great, as a matter of fact. So um, this past week, we went on a little beach trip. So um, to a Texas beach here in Texas. Now, is that like a real beach? Uh, no a pond uh, maybe it, it, no and yes so it is it is like <laughs> it's one of the closest things it's the gulf of mexico is where we went basically mm. so it was to the ocean it was to salt water um but texas beaches are kind of dirty beaches they're not they're not like florida beaches you know it's not like crystal clear blue water white sand like so they actually like jersey beaches you got a lot of like dead bums and trash Dead bums? What? I don't. I don't know. Whoa, whoa! Any, any Jersey's like hardcore. Uh, Goodness, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you're, you're making me think of Animal Crossing, where the the bird like constantly shows up on the shore. Uh, but he's not dead. Uh, anyways, um, he's a seagull though, and they are the he, worst birds. That's true. Yeah, Trash birds. yeah. The, oh my goodness! They started going after my daughter just because she had like a bag of chips, and it was it was she she got kind of freaked out, and so I just started swinging stuff Dude, in the air, and it, that was pretty they're funny. terrifying. Like, dude, I'm a grown man, and like a seagull scares the crap out of me. Oh it's man, like, I just wanted yeah. to throw stuff at him. But anyways, <laughs> dude, well, was, they got like that big wingspan, <laughs> and they got like the pointy beak and the the claw feet, and it's yeah. just like they are birds. I will say, seagulls are not as bad as ducks, though. 
I just got attacked by my duck and it oh, was no. horrifying. Yeah, but you showed him so who was boss. I did. My wife taught me a technique actually. It was really great. So if you ever have a duck chasing after you, mm. it's usually going to be a drake because they're jerks. Mm-hmm. They are just the drake is a jerk. super jocks of <laughs> the bird world. And they like come at you with their heads down like this and they just like charge at you. What you need to do is like when they charge at you, you turn around real quick, you grab them by the neck, throw them down on their back and you start pecking with your finger right up against their chest while you're holding up. Apparently it's the best teaming technique that you can possibly do to a duck. And he's been getting a little cocky lately because his harem is growing. He has three lady ducks (laughs) that are grown up right now, but we got some ducklings recently, four ducklings. Mm -hmm. And he's just like kind of checking them out. You know, he's, he's thinking he's like the big guy on the block here. Mm-hmm. He's the only, you know, Drake on the block as far as we can tell. But he's thinking like, man, look at my, look at my kingdom. I am amazing. You know, I have all these chicks around me and I'm just cool. So I'm going to attack that guy. And you, but nice. you showed him. I showed said, him his boss. Yeah. He said, hey, mm-hmm. hey, duck, duck you, pal. <laughs> Seems appropriate. Duck, yeah. Duck this. And then you flipped <laughs> him on his back and pop, 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 pop. <laughs> yeah. It better work great. Duck on this. So, uh, anyways, <laughs> this is the anti bird podcast, by the way. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. we, we might Birds have to edit some of that. How. But I'm glad to so, hear your beach trip went well. Yes, it yes. did. It did. We had a great time. It was it was very nice to not um, have much. It, it, you know, I, I I recognized some things. There were some things that I wanted to get done uh, while we were on the beach trip. Just like personally, I was looking forward to like kind of decompressing and stuff. And it was different. Um, we had a ton of fun, but it was like just being a dad and, and being on vacation is very different because it's like constantly, you know, taking care of your kids and, and having a lot of fun with your kids too. Like, don't, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I, I absolutely enjoyed it, but it was not as like, I guess, restful. Like there was a sense in which like I, you know, I didn't have to think about work, didn't have to think about school. Like that was flipping awesome. The only things I concerned myself with with was like enjoying us as a family, enjoying, you know, ourselves. Uh, But it's, it's also like, yeah, I do also still have responsibility. You know, I can't like totally turn off. Don't poke that jellyfish. Leave the crabs alone. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) But it was different. It was not like the, hey, sit on the beach and read a book kind of a thing. It's like, no, 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 You're on the beach and you're like constantly watching your kids and having a great time with them. So uh, it was different, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was really awesome to be able to kind of uh, to do that. So that was the this past week we got back. It, we did uh, Monday through Thursday. Uh, Galveston, the city that we went to, is about three hours away. Um, and kids did great in the car. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really good. Um, going back to work, I worked on Sunday because it was Sunday. Um, and then today's Memorial day. So I had today off. So tomorrow I'll be back into it. Um, so, but yeah, it's been nice. How about you guys? Wes, go ahead, man. Oh boy. Yeah. So uh, we are currently at the end of May right now, Mm -hmm. which means that report card season is well underway. So I spent about nine hours yesterday from about Mm -hmm. lunchtime to, I guess, like nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, just doing lots of grading, lots of report card write ups, a couple paragraph comments for each of the kids, just telling the parents just like, wow, your kid talks a lot in class. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I can't believe your kid eats the hand sanitizer. That's so gross. Okay, (laughs) but yeah, all those delightful little things, you know having to go through all the assignments, start throwing things away. I spent four hours in my classroom today. It's it's just one of those times where it's just like, I'm up till about 10, 11, 12. 
like every single night just getting things done because yikes unfortunately we have like zero prep time anymore because we're too busy cleaning up all the desks because of all the you know germs apparently uh. that are around so you know we, we get no time to work at school and they expect us to take our work home and i'm just bleh, about mm. it so this is like complaining time of year for me you know i get mm-hmm. really uh edgy i get really like bleh, i hate life this, hate this job this is, i don't want to do this this is why your wife has like taken the children and fled <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and i just she's told like, her you know she's like I'm gonna i be don't want to deal with wesley when he's like this <laughs> i yeah we came to a mutual understanding like you know what i gotta stay up late every night can't really help with the kids it's, it's really tough right now so hey go go south to your parents go have fun please don't buy any more ducks i don't want any more don't get any more. <laughs> no more go ducks. Sell, yeah, go sell one of the ten bunnies that we have that ju- were just born a couple weeks ago. And it's been a, it's been a few weeks, more than two. It's been a few weeks, <laughs> less than six. <laughs> but that's all. There's Here's an end in sight real. in about ten days, and I'm looking forward to it. Nice, nice. I l- I like Josh that you're really like sort of um, taking hold of the the. It's been. It's been. I, a few I have weeks resigned since myself. <laughs> I really to the appreciate fact that. that it's gonna happen. I just. I'm, I'm so. I'm so glad for you. I gotta say, I'm really disappointed though that during your podcast with Paul, it had only been one week since you guys had mm-hmm. podcasted previously, but you didn't say the actual line from the song. You oh, never said at any point it's been one week. <laughs> I know. I did say it's been one week. Yeah, but you didn't say it with the voice. It's oh. been. You had to use the voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was very listen, sad. I can't sad. I can't be on top of it all the time. I I could have just I'm inserted just a part of that song into the actual podcast <laughs> if I hated myself. But you know what? That would be kind of funny if just like you edited that, <laughs> edited in once once in a while, just like to just. It's been like I don't know. It'd be like a dumb little inside joke where we could all sort of like chortle it's been um, do, do you know what my okay side note but do you know what my clearest memory of that song is what's that uh did you ever see the first digimon movie no yes no I did yes not. yes they play I'm that sure right at the beginning of the movie no oh. yeah really? yeah that's and then i got the soundtrack for it and i was just like well it's from digimon so it must be cool yeah it would always come on after the Pretty main naked theme. ladies yeah yeah <laughs> so, i just i know that song too well that was like on when I was in high school, I think. And I just remember it being on the radio all the time and, and not really like being like, ah, oh, this is fine. Like, but it's like the, the house <laughs> yes. is burning down around you. This is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, whereas this is like, what we've gone to. <laughs> there's that line about the, the Chinese chicken, mm-hmm. the chickadee Chinese chicken. And I was like, that's a, a line. Cool. <laughs> that didn't age well. Cool. And it's uh then it's like if I made films, I don't make films, but if I made films, you can bet they'd have a samurai. Like where he's talking about Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. Mm. Like mm. anyways. Yeah. I don't know that I've sounds ever super paid pretentious actually. It's almost like Pinean words. And it's <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's almost as bad. Um and it would be worse but they're canadians and so they just like they can't help but just be like ruthlessly polite or it's just like they just relent or maybe relentlessly polite i don't know it's like it's 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 hard to like it's like easy to hate the french because they're a bunch of like cheese cheese eating uh 
<laughs> surrender. Wine drinking. <laughs> surrender monkeys. <laughs> I don't know where that line's from, but it's like cheese eating surrender monkeys. Um, but like the Canadians, you just like, eh, they're just like polite and they make maple syrup. Yeah, <laughs> but right, you did not so tell us how your week was. That's true. Uh well, I mean, I shared with you guys in the bro hang, uh, I helped a guy from church move and that was a bit of uh, an event. It was, it was good though. Got them into their new place. Uh, just been kind of busy with, I mean, work at the post office. Like, you know, I have to be really careful because we're understaffed. And mm-hmm. so like I get kind of cranked, right? And it's not, not hard for me to get kind of like worked up about stuff. But it, it's funny because like right now there are people who are just like, I deserve to make $15 an hour flipping cheeseburgers. And I'm like, or you could, I don't know, be an adult, like suck it up. Uh, the post office in Johnstown, Pennsylvania is almost like, it seems like every two or three weeks we're hiring. We can't keep anybody. And it's mm-hmm. like, and they're like, oh, I'll just go sit on unemployment or I'll go do whatever. And I'm kind of like, man... And it, it is it just been difficult because it's like we're we're understaffed. We're entering into uh, vacation season, and there's actually talk about them like canceling leave. Like, yikes! Yeah, yeah. It's like well, usually we have like eight or nine people off every week. This is like sort of like the busiest time for just using vacation, using leave, and uh, we've also got like three four guys out on either medical or like paternal leave okay um there might even be no we've got like five guys out so like you know we're understaffed because of injuries like one dude tore his bicep um yikes yeah which is uh if you guys have ever seen a muscle tear like depending on like I knew a dude who completely tore through his pectoral, had to have it like surgically reconstructed. Uh, I saw a picture of it, and it kind of like when I saw it, it kind of looked like that. Basically, it just like sort of rolled up underneath his skin, and it was like all weird looking. Um, it kind of made me want to barf a little bit. Mm. Uh, it wouldn't be a little bit for me. Wow. Nah, it <laughs> was uh, it was like like basically a, a meat roll up. <laughs> yeah, reference, referencing uh, a bro. So hang. bacon over chicken. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> chicken over bacon. Yeah, kind of. Uh. Uh, but um, but tucked underneath his skin. Um, well, I'm uh, never gonna look at bacon ooh. and chicken the same way again. No, so but yeah, we're just it's it's sort of it's been tough. Like I mean, it's it's good in the sense that like there's lots of overtime. Like it's it's just hard to sort of like have like stay in like you know I I hate saying this because it's gonna, but like have like keeping a positive like mental sort of headspace in this because it's like you're always getting overtime it's just inconvenient all the time and you're just like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. come on like for Pete's sake like get off my back here like we're recording this uh, Memorial Day the evening of Memorial Day like it is still at that point but like tomorrow will be a Tuesday after a three day weekend the Tuesday after these holidays is always a nightmare uh, um mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see what happens like it's just never ever pretty 
it's just it's just a frustrating time of year. And like I said, we're coming in at like already we're we're like five or six people short. And we've got a bunch of we've got a couple people who are getting ready to like who there's a guy who's like I think like a week out from retiring. Um okay. so it's like we're gonna be even more shorthanded. Mm. It's just like anyways. But yeah. yeah, I mean, all in all, we're we're doing all right. Megan, uh I told you guys earlier, she was on antibiotics for a couple weeks and it actually gave her thrush which means that her body has her body has managed to kill some of the necessary and good bacteria mm-hmm. and so she had to go to uh, a medwell and uh, she's got to get some sort of like oral rinse to help kill the thrush so there's that <laughs> you know it's like Eesh. it's all in all it's like it, that's sort of just been a saga for the last like two or three weeks um, where it's like she was having some pain, went and saw a doctor. A doctor was like, hey, uh, go get some blood work. Blood work comes back. You've got some sort of infection. Um, so we're going to put you on this antibiotic and then gets put on a second antibiotic. And then it's just been very uncomfortable for her for the last like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. so but it's yeah yeah i mean yeah. all in all like things are okay and it's like it's yeah. better to sort of have this problem than have her have like basically some infection in her body that hasn't been tended to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like so yeah but yeah and then you so, were forced to play some persona dancing games so. and yeah and then uh um uh, yeah which forced well, that, Forced at gunpoint. That sort of (laughs) serves as a pretty sort of handy little segue into the backlog report. But, uh, you know, let's let's just sort of like jump right into that. Okay. Excellent fully work, gentlemen. All right. Wow, you mangled that kid's book. I did. It's so sad to see as a teacher. (laughs) Oh, maybe parents, it was, I thought it was parents like you that repl- t- return the book to the library at the school, and I have to explain to the librarian what the heck. So, Wesley, as our guest, uh, why don't you go first? Why don't you tell us what you have been playing recently, what you have been reading recently, any of that stuff? You know, mm-hmm. the typical right. backlog report fair. You're no stranger to this. I am not a stranger here. Yes. And I, I have a, I have a huge list right here. So just, you know, bear Ayo. with me, ladies and gentlemen, because <laughs> I have a lot to talk about and it's not just games and books because there's also some really good TV shows that I got to mm. mention to you. So, uh, as far as gaming goes, like I've been trying my best to like get some things done when I'm, you know, up at midnight up till midnight about pretty much every night. And it's like, okay, I got to relax a little bit. I'm not going to go to sleep after doing all this grading and staring at a computer screen all day. So I'm going to stare at a video game screen instead. Mm. So that's, that's what I'm going to be doing for like the next couple weeks as well. So uh, a couple games that I have on my list, uh, I haven't mentioned it recently, but the, the city shrouded in shadow game. I know I mentioned this game like a long time ago, I imported it from Japan. It is basically like a kaiju game for the PS4 where you are a civilian on the ground and you are witnessing all these kaiju battles from, you know, that perspective. And you have a little storyline along with your main character and his girlfriend as they're trying to escape all these different disasters that are seemingly happening happening in Tokyo all at the same time. So the game starts out with like the coolest scene with uh, Ultraman 
the original Ultraman fighting against a dark Ultraman and they're having a battle and they're emulating like one of the battles that are specifically taken from the old show. It's fantastic. And as wow. you go through the game, you encounter all sorts of other different uh, battles. Like most recently, I think I was uh, in like the Evangelion section where uh, the Ava <laughs> unit comes down and fights one of the angels. And you're seeing that from the ground perspective. I've, I've encountered Godzilla when I was on a boat. That was super cool. And you got to see a battle there and the boat like tipped over and everything and you had to escape. And it's just a really interesting like series of little stories with this main character that you have. The game, I'm going to say is it's absolute garbage. Like the actual uh. gameplay is the worst. It is so jank. It is like a C tier game with like <laughs> A plus tier visuals. It's bizarre. I mean, other than the main human characters, all the human characters look awful. But just getting to see like an Ultraman fight from the ground, like what it would look like, how horrifying (laughs) it would actually look like to see these like giant monsters and kaiju, all all these things just fighting each other from that ground area. And you have to like save like children, like you're in a burning building at one point, you're trying to avoid these uh, robots that are like setting it on fire, and you have to like carry this girl from like place to place. It's it's. It's a bizarre mixture of elements and mm-hmm. I love it, but I can't mm-hmm. play it for very long. I have to play like one chapter at a time, 20 to 30 minutes. And I'm just like, I'm done. I cannot put up with this <laughs> gameplay. This are is there, so bad. Now, are there, you said this is imported. Are there English subtitles or is it just sort of like zero? So it's all in mm-hmm. Japanese. Oh, no man. guides. No translations. Yeah. You can't find a single oh. thing online about this game wow. other than some video walkthroughs. And so I'm sitting there and it's like, okay, I'll bring up the YouTube video. It's like when I get really stuck, but I have to like figure out exactly where I'm at. Ugh. It's It can be frustrating at times. Yeah. And that's why mm-hmm. I would not recommend it for anybody except for those who are like super hardcore and just want to see Ultraman fight. And that's pretty, I mean, pretty much why I got it. The The idea of sort of being on the ground level while this stuff is sort of happening in the city around you would be super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some great visuals because of that. Yeah. Okay. But you can see the jank. The jank yeah. is very like palpable. Like there are scenes where it's just like, I know my character is supposed to keep moving here, but if I stop, then everything else stops around me and they're just waiting for me to go to a certain checkpoint before they can actually continue <laughs> what they're supposed to do. Oh, and wow. nice. It's, it's really bad, but nice. it's interesting. I mean, I would say like mm-hmm. go online and look up just the battle portions because, you know, slight spoilers, but uh, Ultraman zero actually shows up and Belial actually show up near the end of the <laughs> nice. game. Nice. And it looks really cool. Zero shows up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the screen hog himself, but it looks really cool. And you can hear all the voices and everything. And I, I don't know if the music plays from the show, but it's it's mm. it's mm. bad and good at the same time. I was almost right. tempted to suggest this for like next year for like the uh, patron request. Thing. So yeah. I could just send it to you guys and be like, "Good luck, yeah. <laughs> have fun." I'm struggling with it, oh, and I actually man. know what most things are going on. Mm-hmm. But that's about oh. it for that one. I've been dabbling in some Final Fantasy as well. Uh, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 15. I started. I've put a couple hours into that. And this is like, like I said in the Discord, this is the most bro positive game I've mm-hmm. ever seen. These guys are just like, yeah, we're bros. We're having a cool road trip. Da, 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 da. I'm just like, this is this is surprisingly heartwarming. Actually, bro it's just kind of fun trip. Nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is like being back in college. It's it's really nice, you know. Yeah. Very positive. Combat's existing. It exists. Okay, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm surprised to hear kinda, you say that. 
Cause, cause you really like the kingdom hearts games. And I've heard that, um, I was actually going to make similar. that comparison. It's, okay, sorry. it's similar, but like less fluid. Okay. So it, it, it's a little clunky. I gotcha. don't know, but it's, it's okay. I've also been putting some time into final fantasy 12. I'm about eight mm. hours into it. And I got to say, it's really hard to play that game sometimes. Cause it's just like politics, politics, proper noun, proper noun, politics, politics. Uh. That's like the whole, like all the cutscenes. like the game, you can tell, like there is some real work into it. And that whole setting of like, it, it's evilist, right? It's the, mm. the mm-hmm. country of evilist. And I don't know if you guys have beaten that yet, but whoo boy, they, they, there's some really interesting, like political intrigue and, Okay. I, I like the combat system because it does remind me of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles a lot. Okay. It's very similar in that regard, so it's it's pretty easy to pick up. And like the uh, ability to speed it up four times and just let the battles kind of play out themselves oh. and do grinding, like, oh, that's so helpful. And you're like booking it, which is nice because like it has the speed up thing, and so your character's like on drugs, just running as fast as they can. <laughs> but the music and the sound effects don't change, so it's just like you're still hearing the music that's supposed okay. to be presented everything. It doesn't speed everything up, so it's nice. Nice. And then going along with uh, political games, Radiant Historia. And I mm-hmm. think you mentioned that last time on the podcast. I finally yes. beat Radiant Historia. And I'm going to say, like, for the first time tonight, Paul is 100% correct. This game is a beautiful game. It might be, I don't know if I would put necessarily put it in my top 10, but it's in it's okay. in the top 20. It's going to have to, like, supplant something else. I'm going to have to move it in my list because it's a really good game. And I didn't even nice. 100% it. I got the regular ending, and I'm just like, this game could end like this. I'd be totally fine. That's what it's, Paul it's said too. He really said good ending. The the regular like the default ending is very very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and it, we, if you want to hear more about that, you can probably hear more about that like at the end of June when we release that episode where we talked about it. <laughs> nice. I mostly like booked it just to play through that so I could talk with him on his podcast. So there you go, okay. instant plug. Uh, Persona dancing, obviously, I've been playing mm-hmm. recently, but, and I uh, just got the. Platinum for Persona 3 again yesterday, but on my Japanese version of the game. So I have two <laughs> Platinums for Persona 3, one for Persona 5 dancing okay. in, Japanese, in, in Japanese. I'm still working on that one in English. And then I have okay. the Platinum for the PS4 version of 4, the PS Vita version. No, I don't have the PS Vita version of 4 in Japanese, but I have it in English. So <laughs> I have like five Platinums for these games. Oh, jeez. Dang. Oh, but you don't want to hear do about that. that. <laughs> do not know how you do that, like... Just, they are i think if you go to the trophy guide like on like yeah. the psn profile things i think it's actually like a one out of ten difficulty like, oh really okay to, i i platinum um, persona 3 in like seven and a half hours just okay. like, like this past weekend okay. that was it so well i i guess i sort of look at it and it's like are there re- there requirements for how many tracks do I have to play on hard and how good do I have to be? So so the thing um, is you can turn on a lot of the support modifiers to do yes. the more difficult ones. Those those help out a lot. If if you're purely going so like when you say seven and a half hours, I'm thinking like you are going in thinking like I'm gonna get the platinum for this, so you're yeah. optimizing the way that you play. Because you mm-hmm. can do even do it in such a way that like you hit multiple trophies in a single track if you turn yes. on certain modifiers and things like that. So um, if, if you play it that way, then yeah, you can. It's it's not mm-hmm. it's not too difficult because you can cheese it a little bit. Yeah, I mean the hardest any, part is when the they have the uh, trophies for the specific challenge modifiers that you have to put on. 
Yes. I'm thinking specifically of the one where you have to do like the notes waver on the screen Ugh. and then they fluctuate where they're supposed to go. And that's yeah. a trophy. You have to beat that song mm-hmm. with that modifier. And even on easy, it's just like they're just like jumping around the screen. Yeah. And then actually, I don't know if you know this, Nate, but there's actually a difficulty mode beyond hard. It's called all night. And it yeah, is you have to beat songs on all night. Like there's no way you can't beat it unless you beat a couple of them on there. And I'm just like, this is horrible. I saw that trophy like on persona four. It said something about like all night difficulty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's that, but we'll talk more about that later. And then the final game that I've been dipping in recently, I put about three or four hours into this. so I haven't looked at the clock, but uh, Shin Megami Tensei three SMT three switch. I went ahead and used some credit on that. And I'm actually shocked, but I'm like, oh, wow, this, I, I shouldn't be shocked because this would be stupid to be shocked by this. But, oh, this is like SMT4. OK, great. Mm-hmm. It feels very familiar to me. OK, okay. down to the fact that the map makes absolutely zero sense. <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> I hate the maps. These stupid games. I can't even just put some words above a place on a map. What the mm-hmm. heck? Yeah. Why don't they do this? Yeah. Now, but, I. I will say from what I've seen in three is that they added the ability that when you fuse demons, you can choose what abilities carry over. Mm-hmm. That was not in the original game. I heard it that. Was, and I'm just like, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> when I, when I, when I saw that it's, it's kind of like the, with the, the remake they did of strange journey where mm-hmm. they allowed you to equip an unlimited amount of like modifiers and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, that would have made a huge difference in the original game. Like literally what I would do sometimes if I really like needed, like wanted to fuse this demon because it's too weak, but it had some really good abilities is I would go and I would select the demons I'd want to do the fusion um, and get to the point where it's like, okay, are you sure you want to do this and see what carried over? And if it Mm -hmm. wasn't the abilities that I wanted, you back out, you do it all over again. And see the ability and like keep doing yes. that until you get at least a decent amount of abilities and don't lose the ones that you really want in order to do that. But now you get to choose them. And I was like, oh, that is that'll save like that 15 sense. hours of game time. Like right yeah. there. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that was that was kind of the big thing. But but that's cool. It's still it's still. um Yeah, it's a PS2 game. So you have to be it, there's some there's some things there. But mm-hmm. um ah, that's that's cool that you started that one because that was. Yes. That game's intense. That will probably be one of my summer games because I'm guessing I'll be putting decent amount of hours into it. But then again, I didn't put a lot of hours into SMT4 either, but I didn't go for all the endings. I think I beat that in like 22 hours. Man. It's crazy fast, actually. I I think I put in like 70 and I only did Mm -hmm. a single single ending. But Mm -hmm. I I know I can get people, you know, needing to like, you know, put a lot of time into that game. But I'm just kind of one of those. It's like, I'm just going to do the bare minimum. And hope for the best. Yeah. Rock on. <laughs> Which is not a good life philosophy, kids. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as books go, true. yeah, that, it, it's true. I'm a teacher. I, I, I should know these things. Uh, <laughs> as far as books go, I haven't been reading a lot. I uh, started a leadership foundations class at church this year. The pastor told me, hey, you know, you should probably do this class because, you know, you're you're one of the up, you know, up and coming members in our group. You're still a young buck. You probably need a little bit of, you know leadership training to see if that's anything that interests you in the future so we're doing that there's like uh, four other guys in the pastor so we meet once a month for like three hours on a sunday afternoon eat lunch together talk about books that we read that month and we have like a reading list basically these are like the this is like the elder training material but not necessarily like 
because we're all we're all going to be elders, but more like you know we could be deacons or just helping us serve and seeing if any kind of leadership potential is in our future. Which we're going to have nice. to be doing a sermon sometime this summer, and I'm really uh, freaking out about that one. <laughs> Nice. So the two books I read recently because of that would be The Pastor's Justification by Jared C. Wilson. It's this one. It's, it's got like the nice little cover on there. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I know that uh, Jared Wilson comes uh, is talked about on the Happy Rant a lot. That's pretty much the only uh, <laughs> way I know about him. But the book was really great. I, I really enjoyed this book. He writes in a very nice, like straightforward style, very simple for people like me to be able to understand. And I just, I appreciated it. And yeah. A lot of the stuff I can like see, like, you know, the daily work of a pastor, it's just like, well, it's not too dissimilar from how a teacher would be, obviously, without the, you know, heavy spiritual elements that you're going to have to be dealing with in that regard. But like, I I can, you know, relate to having to put in like long hours or having to be flexible in my schedule or, you know, you're trying to teach a lesson and nobody's listening to you whatsoever. You kind of want to go smack them upside the head. You know, (laughs) I get that. I get that. So that one, that one was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was a quick and easy read. Uh, the next book is called the, the cross in Christian ministry leadership lessons from first Corinthians by DA Carson. Okay. I didn't, I didn't like that book. I was kind of like, oh. I really didn't enjoy it. And I went into that meeting and I, you know, I prepared my little summary statement, everything I wrote up with two pages of notes. Cause that's what we're, that's basically our homework is to write up, uh, our thoughts and reflections and any questions we have of that. And I wrote into it. I was like, man, I just didn't really like this book. It didn't really sit well with me. It just felt, felt a little too heady. That sort of thing. And I just don't feel like it was really applicable. First thing the pastor says, he's just like, oh, man, I am so happy we get to talk about this book today because this is one of my favorite books. <laughs> and he, he literally said, if any of you don't like this book, you may as well just walk out the door because I don't have anything more to say to you. <laughs> he said it in a joking manner, of course. But right, right. My pastor's originally from Texas. So, you know, he's got okay. that. <laughs> certain type of fiery candor within uh-huh. him as Texans tend to do. Yeah. And like, I'm just like sitting there just looking down and he could oh, see no. it. He could see it on my face. <laughs> so what'd you think of the book, Wes? I'm like, I don't think I want to say I'm feeling really called out right now. <laughs> it's like, I'm feeling very, should, should I leave now, right now or do you want to just disqualify me? I don't know what to think now, <laughs> but no, he took, he took it well. You know, there was a little bit of edge to his voice afterwards, but you know, <laughs> I'm hoping that passed. Yeah. So that, that, oh, that's yeah. all I've been reading though. And then next month we have like two or three other books that we have to be reading through. So I'm going to get through those when I'm done with report cards. That'll be yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I got to talk about my TV shows. I'm sorry. You mm-hmm. gave me the microphone mm-hmm. first. So I got to talk about my shows. Uh, I'm going to save Ultraman for last. Okay. So I finished okay. two TV shows recently. Because it's really easy to watch TV shows and grade papers. I, I found it's, it's actually surprisingly easy. Nice. Barely an inconvenience. Uh, <laughs> first one. Again, this is the second time I'm going to say Paul is absolutely right. Because I posted about this in the Discord. Babylon mm-hmm. 5. Yep. Holy cow. Oh my goodness. If you guys like sci-fi in any way, shape, or form. If you like good storytelling. If you like something that's not Star Trek or Gene Roddenberry's like really insane vision for the future. Babylon 5 is fantastic. So 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 good. Have you guys watched any of that at all? Uh, nope. I've seen like an episode or two. Okay. Okay. Well, the the, the thing about this show is that he he went into it. And, you know, he he wrote the entire plan, like the five year plan for the show, back before he even started making it, and when he was pitching it to meetings, like uh, to different studios and everything. And like he had basically everything figured out from the beginning, and he knew. And this is really like the first like I don't want to say it's not episodic, it's not serious, but it's like a continuing story 
like throughout episode to episode, like everything that happens and like something happens in every episode that actually contributes to the bigger story. And sometimes you have entire like swaths of episodes that are dedicated to like just this one like section of the story. And he, the guy who made it is masterfully, masterfully, masterfully accomplished, like against all odds, this entire like five season run where things like from the very first episode that were seated became like huge plot points later on. Hmm. And it was so, so good. There were times when I was watching like five to eight episodes a day. It was ridiculously good. And you would honestly think like the creator is, you know, an express atheist. But there are episodes in this show. And Paul told me about this, too. And I didn't believe him until I saw them. But you would almost swear that he's like devout Christian man because hmm. he has such respect for and you could tell he has such respect for Christianity uh, you got these like monk like characters that play like a really important role later on. They have this one episode where this guy expresses like his emotional faith in what Christ did, like in the Garden of Gethsemane, where, you know, he had that very human moment where, you know, he's asking, let this cup pass for me. But he still goes to the cross and like the emotional thrust that does to that character. Like he ha- they have these discussions like really, really blatant on screen it's just like this this is really weird this is very different from star trek that's for sure Hmm. (laughs) like Mm. star trek is like this really like sterile like atheist show and i enjoy parts of it but i really don't subscribe to the worldview but but what this guy does and his like vision of the future and of hope for the future and what he does like mm, it's it's probably a top five show for me now what what did you watch that on wes uh funny enough i got the entire season or our entire series for about $25 during an Apple, like an iTunes sale. Okay. And then a couple months later they said, Oh yeah, we re we, we remastered it and put it all on HBO max. So you can just go watch it there. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, okay. But so I kind of nice. bounced back and forth with which <laughs> whatever was mo- most convenient, but you can get it on HBO max It's streaming on there. I like the show so much that I listened to a podcast after every episode that dissects it. And then over this past weekend, I listened to this YouTube commenter who commented on, like, did a 20, 30 minute video on every single episode of the show. And I just blasted through those, like just seeing like all the different layers that you can pull out of these episodes. I I am shocked. I am so mad at myself that I did not watch this sooner. (laughs) It's so good. Hmm. I don't know. I, I can't say enough good things about it. Like you can definitely tell, like the actors are not as good because they don't have the Star Trek money. The sets aren't as good, obviously. And the CGI is really like bad, like pre PS one CGI. <laughs> it's, nice. it's really bad, but surprisingly forward thinking. So I would be remiss if I did not recommend that to everybody. And again, I'm going to say Paul was right. Paul was right. Man, it's <laughs> two, two times on the show so far. <laughs> no. Oh, and I, I got to mention one more thing. One more thing. I'm not even going to get into Ultraman because that's great. You know, I finished X or Borgin, Ginga S, mm. working on the OG Ultraman. That's great. Another show I'm going to have to tell everybody about, though. It's absolutely free. It's done by Mormons. So, you know, you got to be a little picky and choosy about that. But mm. there is a show on BYU TV called Dwight and Shining Armor. I don't know if you've I've remember seen, me mentioning this. I've seen trailers and I've heard it, it okay. pops it actually pops up in my Facebook feed from time to time. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's five seasons. It just ended last week. And I'm just mortified that it ended because it had it also became one of my top TV shows like ever. It is so funny. It's about this regular like 
milk toast teenager, teenage high school boy who finds a castle, like a buried underground castle in the middle of a f- the forest of his hometown. And he accidentally c- kisses the princess, wakes her up and like wakes up like legions of like a bunch of like D and D style tropey characters and everything. Like you got, you know, Lord of the Rings, like orcs type people, you have fairies, you have all these mythical creatures that come back to life because the spell is broken. And now they have to fit into like the modern day, like I don't even remember where it was filmed, like Alabama, Georgia area. It is so funny. It's one of the funniest things I've watched in a long time. Like there were <laughs> moments where my wife and I were watching it and we're just like, we have to pause this because there's just no way we can even hear what's going on next because it's so gosh darn funny. It's oh, I can't even describe it to you, but it, it, <laughs> it plays on all of the like fantasy tropes that you would expect. Mm-hmm. but does it in such a clever way as it's like, oh yeah, you know these people play like D&D, they go to mm-hmm. Renaissance fairs, you know these are like the true blue like Mormon nerds that you would expect. <laughs> it is so good. It's absolutely free. You can watch it on the website, all five seasons, 50 episodes worth. It's it's wonderful. Nice. <laughs> and the guy, the main character is actually going to be playing uh, Robin in the uh, upcoming, it's weird, the Gotham Knights game. He's actually voice acting for the Robin and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's hmm. cool. Hmm. So interesting connection. And the uh, the witch, the girl that they get to play the witch actually uh, did the voice acting for Freya in God of War. Okay. Oh, wow. So they have yes. her playing basically herself <laughs> again. And <laughs> <laughs> anything. So nice. I, I'm all done. Ultraman's great as well. You should go watch that. Mm-hmm. It, it is. That's it a is. given. I like it. <laughs> Josh. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in because there's really not much to report. Uh, like I said. You Sorry, know, I took it all. <laughs> yeah there you go. no that's that's totally fine um it, just because yeah the, the beach trip and all that stuff i took my 3ds never touched it the entire time we were there um so a little tiny bit maybe another hour into radiant historia um that's fun a, a bit more into horizon zero dawn so i stumbled on you know, i got a bunch of like revelatory bits and things like that in the game now you had talked about it a little bit so i'm i've already you know kind of had the big thing spoiled but this kind of went into that and it was kind of like how do i put it it well okay i'll I'll, I'll put it like this because we talked about video game stories in the bro hang um it is very video game story e where it's sort of like mustache twirling villain. Not not quite that far, but it's just like money, money, money. Who cares if anyone gets hurt? Oh, people are getting hurt. Oh, shoot. I'm going to lose my money. Uh, I guess I'll have to eat some crow. And it's like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, that's what happened. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. So got to like that point in the story. But anyways, yeah, there's still there's still a bunch more to play. I just haven't, haven't had time, haven't spent very much time playing games um there's that josh Mm -hmm. what what kills me is the other week you're like robot dinosaurs ooga booga Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes and there and so there you you're very like you know i'm going like you know i'm giving you like a weird squinty like (laughs) what and now you're like you know you, you you very concisely just like the mustache twirling villain like money 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 you know, mm-hmm. and it's like very, very eloquently sort of stated all that. <laughs> so like, it's not just a bunch of the, yeah. It's not just me. It that sounds just, incredibly right. reductive and yet hilarious at the same time. <laughs> like you know, but it's like it's just it to me. There's there's sort of like like in my head, I'm just thinking about 
you know, Ooga Booga. Just, <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> but <Yeah>. why? Why? <laughs> now, wait, you, you got to correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't the mm. dinosaurs the enemy? Do the dinosaurs right. want money? Do they have the mustache? Mm-mm. Yes, it's- robot dinosaurs with mustaches twirling them saying <laughs> money, money, money. I don't care if anybody gets hurt. Oh, no. That sounds like the best game ever. Yeah. It's the mysteries behind the robot dinosaurs in this era of of very primitive uh, weaponry and and even just the even the just the different like um, areas that you go to and the the societies that are there it's very primitive um, but they're robot dinosaurs that shoot drones and lasers and stuff like that and so it's like jarring and so now I'm uncovering I see nothing wrong with this how these Personally. robot dinosaurs <laughs> well yeah th- I mean it, no I'm not saying that there's anything wrong just that it's 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 funny how ridiculous it is um in the moment but it's mm-hmm. but it's fun like like yeah it's fun to go up to uh something like that um so now i'm starting to uncover like the story behind it and i do and again it's jarring in a different way because and nate had said this on the last episode it does take itself a little too seriously when it goes into story stuff mm-hmm. and so that's why i accentuate like the villains kind of real stupid <laughs> but anyways um yeah it's it's fun i'm enjoying it well oh, it's yeah. kind of like going back to the podcast when we're talking about like you know ready player two and like they're like ai and scanning brains and all this other stuff and they're like didn't they ever watch the matrix you know mm-hmm. and there's this part mm-hmm. of me where like where you're talking about this i'm like you know have they not read a science fiction book about yeah AI. Yeah. It, it, uh, apparently not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And the one person who's like screaming th- at them, don't do this. They're just like, eh, no, but we like money. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Get out of here. And then they have to eat crow and be like, oh, can you help us? Cause we liked money too much. <laughs> have some, you know? It, here, yeah. Anyways, here's, here's some of our money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, um, uh, why am I making this movie again? Money. Oh, I like that money. Thing. Yes. Oh, that thing that I like. Yes. Oh, we like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but I will. I will say though that I think after this game, I'm gonna have to like slow down with the open world games. I feel like I've played a bunch back to back, and I really want to get into Yakuza too. But that's an open world. Although that might be a little different with all the side quests and stuff you can do. I it's don't. A little know. more I've self-contained. Yeah. Okay. Like it's very tiny open that's, world. That's good to know because it just it 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 I enjoy this game, but I do think I'm I'm in a little bit of a burnout in like all this. Like I I'm intentionally not doing side quests just because like I don't want to continue to roam around for thirty hours, kind of a thing. So, anyways, uh, yeah, that's that's Horizon, and that's yeah, that's pretty much all that I've been playing outside of some Persona dancing. I just popped the platinum on Persona Five dancing today, earlier today. Um nice. and so yeah, yeah. So now I've platinumed three and five. I'm not I'm only like halfway into the platinum for four because the, the way that it works is different than for three and five. Um I'd say it's easier more. though. Oh, okay, okay. It is easier. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cause it's 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 
well yeah no i guess it does it is similar in the way it, yeah it's just the systems in how you get all the different items and things like that yeah. you don't um, have to look for stupid cards in the different bedrooms okay there were only a couple that i had to just like i finally just gave up and googled but mm-hmm. for the most part i don't know you look around it's yeah ps3 graphics but <laughs> that's anyways. being very generous <laughs> very generous yeah <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so that's what I've been playing in terms of reading and watching um, another kind of I'm going to double up here, you know, previous guests, notwithstanding uh, making fun of me for saying that I'm watching books. Um, there is a a book that I read that's that was made into a movie similar to the one that I, I talked about last time, uh, but it's called Hillbilly Elegy. Mm-hmm. And um, it's basically about this guy who came from, he, in a nutshell, his family, very redneck, hillbilly, you know, They were Rust trailer Belt. trash. Yes, exactly. He ends up, say it, man. Like, long story short, I mean, I don't know, hillbilly already feels kind of weird. <laughs> um, uh, long story short, he ends up going to Yale and kind of like getting out of that situation and becomes a lawyer. And so this book is sort of a memoir, but it's much more focused on like why the people act the way they do and stay in that same situation of poverty and drug use and all kinds of um, social ills. Uh, so like, it's not just purely like this is my life, but also it it, it takes this tone of like why it continues to perpetuate itself. And, uh, and so I, I liked the book quite a lot. I was surprised just cause he's very blunt about some of the, <laughs> some of the crazy stuff that goes on. Um, and it was made into a Netflix movie. The movie is good too. It definitely tones down a lot of the harder edge of the book and it is much more of a feel good story, the way that it dramatizes everything as opposed to the book that's trying to take a hard look and assess things. So, so movie is good too, but it does take on a very different flavor than, than the book that actually tries to kind of address some of these issues and why these things happen and continue to, to perpetuate well, itself. Hillbilly elegy just to sort of like interject here real is, yeah. is really addressing. Yeah. The, the poverty mindset. Mm-hmm. And he actually goes to show, like, I think I remember listening to somebody talking about it or but they were saying, like, a lot of the criticisms of, you know, certain aspects of the African-American community mm-hmm. are criticisms that could just as easily be laid at the feet of, like, Appalachian and, yep. y- you know, Appalachian white people, um, y- you know, and, and those communities and those cultures and what they're really, really sort of doing is they're addressing the the poverty mindset yes and he this book is a really potent critique of that mm-hmm. and and so in a way it, it is a little bit transcendent like I, I think like too like it's one of those things that i just where i am in pennsylvania like johnstown pennsylvania <laughs> Tip, it shows up all the time for like 20 worst places to live in America. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, it shows up on these lists all the time. Um, and it's because it's very depressed. And so there's a lot okay. of stuff that we see, like that I see here that like often mirrors a lot of what 
you know, what hillbilly elegy sort of talks about. Like the, mm-hmm. that, that problem is very mm-hmm. present here. Yeah. With, within, uh, yeah. Dang anyways. man. Yeah, I would say uh, I read this book a couple years ago, but a similar book, not Hillbilly Elegy. I didn't read that, but there's a similar book that I read a couple years ago. It was okay, and it offered another perspective, but uh, called Two Dollars a Day, Living on Almost Nothing in America. Also Mm. focuses a lot on that uh, poverty aspect. Obviously, politically, I would not say it's like a great book, but it did have some really interesting stories of people that are kind of caught up into that. And it talks about different areas around the United States where this is being affected and like different areas where you can see the results of poverty, like pretty, pretty clearly. And sometimes through like no fault of their own. That's just how it is sometimes. Yeah. Through Mm. death or, you know, emergency problem or, you know, hospital bills, that sort of thing. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a depressing book to read, but you know, similar mindset there. So I'd Mm -hmm. say check it out at least if you're interested in the topic. Yeah. 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 And and that's what, I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, he describes kind of like growing up and, and yeah, just kind of the mindset of like not knowing anything else, you know, this is just kind of the way that it is. And the way that he explains it makes a lot of sense to the reader. Mm -hmm. It's like, you could put yourself in that situation. It's like, oh, okay. That's why things are this insane is because it's kind of seen as normal or because there's this like warped sense of of pride of like, you know, of, of like cultural, mm-hmm. just like, Oh yeah, these are our, these are the standards that we hold to kind of a thing um, mm-hmm. in different areas. That's like, Oh, you know, it just, it just, it gives you totally different perspective into that. If you haven't grown up in that yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. I would recommend, I'd recommend them both. But again, the movie is much more of a drama. It is a movie version. It's a feel good story. And the book is not necessarily that. So it, mm-hmm. the book goes much deeper. I would, I would definitely recommend the book more so than the movie, but the movie's a good watch too. So, so Nate, what have you been into? Um, okay. Uh, what do you have to report on? My list. Still working away at Near Tomato. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of, I've cleared up almost all of the side quests. I'm like okay. one away. That's like intense. There's the, sort of working through the trophies. There's some stuff in there, like still hunting some stuff down. I have thoughts on that game. We will <laughs> touch on some of that probably next episode, I think is sort of what the, the, the agenda is at this point, but there will be thoughts. There will be thoughts. <laughs> uh, Darksiders Genesis. Thoughts with, that are more like coherent than the game. I'm hoping. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, okay. it depends on how saturated in that game world I am at that point in time. Uh, <laughs> y- you know, uh, Parker and I have sort of we we've been dipping into uh, Darksiders Genesis and something we actually started doing and I know this is sort of like double dipping but he actually got me uh, he thought it was just like a regular book but it turns out it's like a workbook on fasting from Paul Washer okay and so it's just sort of a a, a bit of a an overview of like the the discipline of fasting and uh, it's interesting I mean if you have never really thought about fasting or have like a working knowledge of it, I would very much recommend this just based on what I've, I've sort of gone through so far, like right now where we're at, and I'm not trying to sort of be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. but it's like, I've done some of the work that this, <laughs> like the, fa- cause like the first couple chapters is like foundational stuff. Like 
why should we do it? Why does it still matter? Da, 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 da. It's asking these questions. Mm-hmm. And some of that is stuff that I've already sort of wrestled with. So it's like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, yeah. And it's like, it's interesting because it offers up a lot of like biblical proofs. Um, some of the examples they offer, um, I'm like, yeah, it's not great. But there are other bits that are really good. Um, I, I am enjoying that so far. So that's sort of kind of what I've been reading. Uh, but well, when we get together to play Darksiders, we take a few minutes to talk about sort of like the workbook um, and just sort of like mm-hmm. our thoughts. Uh, nice. Moonlighter is still in the docket. I haven't touched it so much over the last couple of weeks, but I got a little sidetracked, but I'm still, I haven't like officially shelved that. I do want to sort of wrap that up. That, that sort of is still looming pretty large. Um, been playing the persona dancing games as well. I actually finished persona four dancing today earlier. I rolled credits on that, um, which at this point in time puts my score at negative four. And the reason is because I, a while ago, I ordered, uh, there's a game by Hazelight Studios that came out not too long ago called It Takes Two. This is, I think, mm-hmm. the same studio that made Brothers and A Way Out. And mm. this is a strictly co-op game. Uh, and I got it for Megan and I to play. And so we've been playing that a little bit together here and there. So I actually have to take two points out on that because I bought it and now I'm playing it. But it's it's very good, and it comes with a fairly like we're two or three worlds in, and uh, I really think this is one of the better sort of co-op experiences I've had in a while. It's sort of a co-op platformer, but it very much requires cooperation. Um, hmm. It's just been it's been pretty cool. I strong recommendation. So there's that. Um, but then a couple of weeks ago, a buddy of mine and, uh, sent me a text and I've started playing magic, the gathering arena on my phone and <laughs> laptop. And I've been tempted. I've been very tempted. Oh boy. Oh boy. Howdy. <laughs> um, so here's, here's a story and I don't know if I've ever shared this and I'm going to try to make this a little quick. 20-ish years ago, like 15 to 20 years ago, I I played Magic the Gathering in high school and junior high a little bit. I had some guys who basically uh, stole my cards, and then when I got my cards back, at one point in time, I was playing a black and white deck, right? And mm-hmm. there was a card, um, there were a few cards, like I, I used a card called Dark Ritual, I had a card called Demonic Tutor, and my parents found my magic cards and oh, no. freaked out, basically threw all my cards out. Or, yeah, no, I think they just they threw them out, and I wasn't allowed to play Magic the Gathering anymore. Instead, I had to play this really awful Bible version of magic the gathering um that i could <laughs> of course not get any, there's a bible version that i could not isn't that get, the one like with angels and everything it might be i don't yeah. remember it it just i remember like the game itself wasn't that bad i just couldn't get anybody to play with me they bought me all these cards to replace my magic cards and i couldn't get anybody to play a stupid game with me and i was like um and i loved magic the gathering like i loved playing it um so back in like my 
early see 20s. this is why i only play like you know green and blue decks because you know the, the images are a little less risque you know there's a little <laughs> bit less spiritual stuff going on green and blue all the my, way my favorite my favorite combo at this point in time is like right now i'm playing a, a blue black a rogue mm-hmm. slash mill deck um mm-hmm. but my favorite meta is usually blue red like blue red yeah i, I like control and I like sort of like the the just like mixing that with the aggression that red offers. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, got back in fifteen to twenty years ago. Got back into Magic the Gathering hard. Like we're talking thousands of dollars maybe spent on cards. <laughs> like I, as you do, as you do. <laughs> I would buy boxes. I would just like like every couple of weeks, I'd buy a box. I'd dump seventy bucks, a hundred bucks on a few boxes. Um, of cards and I had hundreds and again, maybe thousands of these stupid things. And I, I love the game. There's, there's a lot of aspects to this game that I really enjoy. I like the deck building. I like sort of like a well-crafted deck is a lot of fun to play. I like tinkering with the decks or like constantly trying to make them better. Just there's, there's so many aspects to, to the game that I really, really like. But anyways, 10, 15 years ago, 10 ish, like back in 2009, 2010. So about 10 years ago at this point in time, uh, I just sold out off everything I had. Like I just, mm-hmm. I wasn't playing as much. Uh, I needed money. And like the thing that's hard about this game is keeping up. Like if you play standard, standard gets really expensive really fast and it's hard to keep up with it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, it's 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 a hobby that if especially if you're playing physically, you just dump a lot of money into. Yeah. But what I found, and with, if you're not doing like any of the Friday Night Magic stuff regularly, you fall behind on the metagame real quick, super fast. But what I found is Magic the, the Gathering Arena is so the for like a week it was the only thing I was playing, and I was like. <laughs> draining the battery on my phone and then I'd hop onto my laptop and I'd play on my laptop uh, until like entirely too late at night. Um, But it is a little, like there's still some like, you can spend a little bit of money to get stuff, but it's like, there's a lot of stuff that you can get for free too. Mm -hmm. And just by playing the game. And it's just been a ton of fun because I love that stinking game like (laughs) like i said there's so many aspects to that game that i love like crafting having like finding like an interesting hook to build a deck around fine-tuning the deck you know just and then just like even just playing the game is fun like especially Mm -hmm. like on those hands like now of course like you get you get mana screwed you know you either don't get enough and it's like sometimes you're just gonna have like crappy hands but like it's just fun it's just a great it's a great game strong word of warning uh just know thyself uh this game like i said i was staying up uh till 12 30 one o'clock 1 30 like every night a couple weeks ago like i was up past midnight playing this stupid game and i was like i hit a point where i was like i cannot do that i i just cannot do this anymore so i i'm still playing it i have sort of scaled back and uh, I will probably be playing in a much more casual way, but Magic of the Gathering Arena is fantastic. And I, mm-hmm. in a way, like there's, it comes with a very strong recommendation. If you enjoy the game, 
and you can control yourself. Because I know for some people, like for me, there's a very strong temptation to just dump a ton of money and a ton of time into this. And I'm like, nope, I will not. Like, yeah. But uh, so I've been playing that. And funny, funny story. Can I take a slight deviation? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. About go magic. Ahead. Okay. I almost, I almost got back into it some months ago when they announced the Ikoria expansion mm. or Ikoria. I don't know how they pronounce it. Like the, the, Do you Gre- know? the Greek one. Is that the Greek one? It was the Kaiju one. Oh, okay. Where yeah, they were yeah. offering Godzilla cards yes. and other various <laughs> Kaiju cards. And I was like, heck yes, I'm going back into magic. But I made the mistake of not checking which packs you have to buy in order to obtain those cars cards. So I dropped like a decent amount of money on a whole bunch of booster packs. And apparently the booster packs had none of the cards. No, those <laughs> but, were all oh my goodness. No, those were all promotional, uh, like I think they and they were Japanese cards too. I, I think there was some. I, I know some came here, but gosh, I was looking it up and I just could not find any clear information about it. So I dropped a bunch of money. I got no kaiju cards, dude. But it's probably good because I would have fallen down that well too. You could, I, I mean, if you so want, much if you want the kaiju cards, you could probably find them online. There, I don't think they're super I expensive. I mean, yeah. I could be wrong because no, who knows? I, well, like, in this current uh, playing card climate, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but. Whew. Okay. Pokemon cards have become like gold, like mm-hmm. Bitcoin. Basically, yeah, it's yeah. like as a Pokemon cards have become. They're uh, what they're they're the new and NFTs or whatever, like <laughs> Pokemon cards. I don't know, whatever. It's ninety eight all over again. Yeah, that's pretty much how it it's, is. It's so weird. Sorry, um, sorry for interrupting. No, nah, it's all right, man. Um, <laughs> as far as reading goes, I did finish the never ending story. I have thoughts about that. Uh, I'm going to be hitting up Paul to sort of sit down and record an episode of the uh, station with him if he wants nice. about that. That book, and I don't know if you guys saw in the Discord, but like that book is way better than the movies, like mm-hmm. significant. Like without spoiling anything, it's actually I I strongly recommend people read it or listen to it. Um, I thought it was like. There was a chunk sort of in the middle where I kind of was like, eh, but they managed to sort of like turn the, like it's, it's very good. It's, it, it's mm-hmm. a very good book. I, I strongly recommend it. Anna Kay still sort of plugging away. Like the thing is like, I'm reading like three to five years on. <laughs> yeah. It's well, there, it's also like an 800, 900 page book and mm-hmm. it's cut up right. in these like little vignettes. And so, like, I'll read, like, I'm like, oh, I'll read, like, a vignette or two. And sometimes I go on and I read, like, 50, 60 pages. But most of the time it's, like, I'm reading, like, eight pages at a clip and then I'm sort of putting it down. And, uh, but, yeah. And then last last little bit of whatever that I've listened to um, recently is uh, The White Rose, which is book three in that Black Company series that Eric Bryant had recommended to me. Mm-hmm. Um the more I listen to it, yes, it's sort of like some like dark sort of military fantasy fiction kind of stuff. But it also almost reminds me of like sort of a, a crime noir novel at times. Like sometimes the way that the characters sort of like talk to each other, it's like almost sort of like a very film noir kind of like vibe. I like that it. That sounds cool. It I is like that. It is pretty cool. Like once I like I was listening to some of the exchanges between them um, and like some of the characters were just talking to each other and the way they were talking, I was like, 
this almost like reminds me of sort of like a yeah like a crime noir sort of like Ray Bradbury is a science fiction writer. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, um, what's his name? Can't remember. Raymond. Raymond uh, Chandler. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Almost has like a Raymond Chandler esque sort of vibe sometimes when the characters are sort of dialoguing. Almost just like and just the prose sort of has some of that style. Not full blown Raymond Chandler, but like a little bit of Raymond Chandler. I like it. Anyways, that is what I have been playing and reading. Uh, also, just soft recommendation. I started getting sort of like I had I have been sitting on a few episodes of Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Uh, okay. If you guys have not listened to any of those, I recommend them, but they are massive, like four or five <laughs> hours a clip. Um, I've been listening to him since high school. That guy is amazing. Nice. Dude, I'm listening. To, I'm wrapping up the uh, the World War II stuff, like the content that he has on like the Japanese and Hiroshima and all of that stuff. Like uh, fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Mm. Um so nice. yes, but well, we're gonna move on to the main topic. But before we do that, we usually have a word from our friends. Yeah. So one more final recommendation: some good friends of ours. Some good friends of ours. Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. No, no. That's not true! That That's impossible! This is such an incredible moment. A memory that will bring joy to the hearts of millions of people for generations. Wait, wait, what? The sort of thing they talk about on the Retro Station podcast. The stories, movies, music, moments that brought us together as a people. That we enjoyed with friends. <laughs> You laugh about this with your friends? My life has been a lie! Exactly. This is wonderful. <laughs> You're crazy! No, everyone agrees this is a truly classic moment. Wait, wait a minute. Did you kill Mom then? Well, I, I'd, I'd rather not talk about that. Oh, I, I bet they talk about that on the retro station, huh? What a classic moment that was when Mom died? Actually, most people thought that was a bit of a letdown. They made memes making fun of it. They, they made memes of Mom? The Retro Station Podcast. Celebrating all those things that made us nerds. Here's another one. All right. Uh, so now you've heard from our friends. Now you're going to hear from us and our friend. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Persona, the dancing games, uh, all of them. Uh, Persona 4, Persona 5, Persona 3 dancing. So many Personas, so much dancing. But really, what's really weird and, and, and just sort of in a thought is like 4, there's not nearly as much dancing as there is just sort of expositional dump. <laughs> but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, I have some brief sort of like hard stats on this thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Persona, and, and they, this is just stateside and worldwide release data. Like some of these released in Japan at different times. Um, but for anybody listening, I'm just talking relative, relative to our markets. 
Because we're Americans. We're America. <laughs> and uh, right. it doesn't matter where else and when else are released. It's like only here matters. Uh, <laughs> so Persona 4 dancing, uh, is it, that's dancing all night, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that released, uh, that was originally a Vita game. It released uh, October 29th, uh, 2015 in the US. And then in the PS4, it it got a re-release or release on the PS4 on December 4th in 2018. That was also the, that date, December 4th, is actually when Persona 3 Dancing and Persona 5 Dancing were released simultaneously worldwide for the PS4 or 4 and Vita. Um, mm-hmm. So the developer was Peace Studio, which is a, you know, a subsidiary of Atlas, and it was published by Atlas USA. Uh, these are basically just standard fair rhythm, rhythm games, but Persona 4 Dancing does have a fairly heavy sort of uh, visual novel kind of element to it. But I just kind of wanted to ask you guys, um, now Wes, you suggested this game. But I'm sorry, everybody. uh, No, (laughs) they were fine and fun. I actually sort of enjoyed it. They were fine. The music's music's fun. Uh, I'm just Mm -hmm. not great at rhythm games as a general rule. Uh, There's something about it. It's like when I'm sort of in the flow and if if it's not too complicated, I, I can enjoy it. But the minute it sort of like requires me to be anything more than obvious, like, listen, I clap on two and four or whatever it is instead Mm -hmm. of one and three like i am standard fair white dude like my rhythm sort (laughs) of like and i just um and and when we've talked about it too i wonder if these things aren't just a little bit more manageable if they're on vita whereas I, i was playing them on my my tv and you know even there it just there's a lot of stuff sort of happening on the peripheral that makes it hard to keep up with all that stuff but you know as far as like I have played Persona 4 and Persona 5, the games, and so I was familiar with the cast, not as familiar with Persona 3. Did play a little bit of that years ago, but never beat it, never had any sort of meaningful connection with it. Uh, But both of you guys have actually played (laughs) Persona 3 and Persona Mm -hmm. 5. Either one of you guys play Persona 4 at all? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you knew, you kind of had known everybody, like this is just sort of like a chance to sort of dip back into those worlds a little bit in a, in a different context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Wes, you again, you know, sort of coming back and just sort of pinning this one entirely on you, you suggested these games. Um, I, I'd be sort of interested, I mean, if you had any reason or if you just hated me um <laughs> that much and, and full disclosure i actually sort of i beat persona 4 dancing um just today and it was interesting like the story is kind of like but it's not terrible it's there's a lot of exposition dumps and it'd be nice to see them sort of like take a razor to that and trim it up and i actually prefer the format of Persona 3 and 5 dancing, and we'll talk about that a little bit, um, because there is a bit of a significant sort of uh, interface change. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I overall kind of enjoyed my time with these, even though th- there, there was some questionable stuff-ish uh, that, that popped up. Mm-hmm. So 
but you 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 like these games a lot so much so that you've platinum not only english versions but japanese versions of these games so kind of give us give us a little bit of a peek behind the the curtain here buddy i mean man you're really outing me as a nerd Woof. Boy. <laughs> well, one. E- I got my e- platinum trophies in English and Japanese. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, like you're on a podcast where we like productivity and stewardship and <laughs> video games. Like you're in good company. We just nerd out about slightly different things. And Josh, yeah. you're not alone. Josh uh, recently popped a platinum for these games too. So yes. You're, yeah. you're not. It's yeah. not like. I've I've stayed silent, but I'm pretty sure what Wes is about to say about why he chose this game is so that it would force me to play Persona 3 Dancing because I have <laughs> talked about how um, I despise the very idea of the cast of Persona 3 um, dancing and having a good time under the starlight uh, because that is not those characters. Um, excuse at me, all. it's under the moonlight because the moon <laughs> oh, that's right, is that's a right. very it's significant Persona Five. Portly, it's a very important plot point. Come on, dude. Uh, yeah, what are you, what are you no, you're right. Actually, you're right. It does it does fit it much much better, especially even with just the blue tone uh, to the entire game. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's that. Also, I I do in in slight defense. Um, you talking about how you have both English and Japanese versions of these games. Uh, we talked about a little bit of the details on how they came out, but I do also have to say that it is somewhat difficult to get the, the way that these games have been released and for better or worse. I mean, they are super niche games. We can talk Mm -hmm. about that in a little bit. They're kind of hard to get a hold of. You talked about how persona four dancing originally came out on Vita. Now the price has pretty much skyrocketed on that one. You also talked about how it's come to PS4, but it's only come to PS4 as a part of the, the persona endless night collection. Uh, Mm -hmm. You cannot purchase it standalone for PS4. You have to purchase the entire uh, package of three, four, and five together in order to get four digital. You can purchase three separate, you can purchase five separate, but you have to get all three together in a pack in order to get four. um, And and just full disclosure, that's actually how I got, well, I mean, obviously I played it on PS4. Well, I played Mm -hmm. on my PS5, but the PS4 version of the game, but it was like on sale for like 20 bucks. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Digital, digital. Yeah. It still goes on sale. It, yeah. I remember the last time it went on sales when I picked it up because uh, it hadn't been for a little bit. Um, so yes. Uh, and, and there are some, you know, we, we might talk about it too. It, the pricing structure Atlas was asking for a bit much when they did first <laughs> release the games. Um, you know, and now they've skyrocketed in price. So maybe it was justified. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a little cash grabby um, compare when you compare all the different editions. But anyways, now that I've said my piece, Wes, why did you choose these games? Why did you want us to play them? And why did you want to talk about them? Okay. Well, I mean, you, you did say like one of the, one of the big reasons on the side, it's just like you challenging me on the whole, you know, <laughs> this is not thematically appropriate for uh-huh. these persona, precious persona three characters, <laughs> these broody emo, like kid type characters in this mm-hmm. very serious game to be dancing up and everything. And I have a, you it's know, true. a three to five page rebuttal on that, that I still need to work on. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to get that to I'm you waiting. eventually. I'm waiting. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, just to, so everyone knows, Elizabeth is the most important character in Persona Mythos. Just just putting that out there. Or but anyway, LP. LP. Oh, I love that pun. Yeah. That's such a good pun. <laughs> I love that. She's bizarre and she's amazing oh, and she's yeah, the she's best girl. Totally psycho. 
Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Uh, I don't know because she's in the, well, oh, that, I mean, Mitsuru is really also weird. there, but you know. I was about to say, I, that's what I was about to say, but then I'm like, wait, I'm a 32 year old man who's married. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> See, my, my wife talks about like, which hobbits the cutest in the Lord of the Rings movies all okay. the time. So I feel okay. like, oh, come on. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, as so, long as she's not saying it's Frodo, we're fine. <laughs> oh no it, like, it's totally frodo elijah wood with his big like bug eyes like just yep like him and toby mcguire they would do this like thing <laughs> in their movies where they just like stare and their eyeballs would be almost like popping out of their face and i don't <laughs> understand how people were like they're so hot they're so handsome and i was like they're weird looking like it's like their eyeballs look like they're ready to literally pop out of the sockets and just like roll away. But okay. My, my wife would stab you if she heard that, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell her that <laughs> I'm trying to find the Frodo plushie that I got her for her birthday when, you know, I was like, Oh, well you like Lord of the Rings. Well, here you go. I got you a Frodo plushie. Boom. I'm so cool. Yeah. I won her heart that day, but anyway, all right. The, these, these Persona games, they are they are definitely weird. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I really wanted to suggest it, because I just I just want other people to experience what a good rhythm game is. Mm-hmm. Because in my opinion, I love rhythm games. I've played so many rhythm games yes. throughout my life. Like more than half my life has been spent on r- rhythm games, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Starting with like Elite Beat Agents and the Taiko Drum mm-hmm. Master game for the PS2. Like I love the rhythm theater games. rhythm stuff. The oh, theater rhythm for Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. I think that this game, though, has the best, like, non touchscreen, non peripheral uh, rhythm game system. Like, it, it's so mm-hmm. intuitive once you get started. And I had the same problem as you. Like, it was so different for me to actually just be pushing buttons to play a rhythm game rather than like tapping the screen or, you know, playing like on, on rock band or guitar hero or anything like that. It's just like, I'm so used to a different like external way of playing this game. It's like, no, I'm just pushing the buttons along with the song, but it's very natural to go with the song. And I think it's got one of the most intuitive ways of actually like engaging you in the music. The system is just in my opinion. Yeah. It's way better than the Taiko games or the Owen Don games or anything like that, because mm. like it's, it's just all button based. And I like that. Like, you don't see that very often. Not only that, but specifically because it is dancing. Now, this is going to sound weird, and this is probably going to blow your minds, but I'm actually pretty freaking darn good at dancing. Like, I've actually, I'm actually quite good at that. I've taken dancing classes. Like, I've been involved in dancing for a good portion of my life, actually. Like, not even necessarily by choice half the time, but I'm pretty good at it. I'm actually, it's, it's a skill that I'm actually okay at. Not only that, but my sister was on dancing teams, like, all of her life. And we would go travel to like Disneyland, like all over California to Nevada, Las Vegas, uh, all those different places to go to dancing competitions. So it's just like, wow. there's a significant chunk of my life dedicated to like the art of dance and understanding it that being able to like actually see some good choreography being played out on a screen when usually video games, you know, you, you have any kind of like dancing kind of thing. It's, it's really terrible. You see th- in movies. Choreography is like really, really important, and people don't understand that. And so, like, actually seeing how they really went to good measures to like animate these different models and actually like emulate what the song is actually going for instead of just responding to like the button inputs, I found that to be really like technically impressive and 
kind of awesome actually <laughs> like you see these uh people on youtube that are actually like using the songs as like a basis to actually do their own dances on youtube i saw this hmm. really cool version of somebody like this really cool guy like outside doing the uh mass destruction dance that uh pers- what's his name uh makoto makoto yeah no it's, it's not makoto because that's persona 5 girl yeah it's the same it's is it the same? Oh, that's so confusing. It's, wow. Yeah, it's because it's never actually used. Like, that's in okay. game. But okay, yeah. so Blue Hair Boy, you know, they, they you actually see like this. I, I saw this video of this guy just doing the exact same dance and everything and just seeing like how technically impressive that type of dancing actually is. And so I don't know. It's, it's just hit that particular spot in my heart. It's really weird. I, I totally get it. You know, I'm not good at anything else music related, but I'm OK at dancing. So, <laughs> dude, I, I don't know. Like, I would sort of like throw a little bit of pushback because watching Yosuke mm-hmm. dance and Persona 4 dancing, uh <laughs> Homie is like doing this weird like slam dancing slash wrestling posing <laughs> that kind of like throws me off. But that's just me. I was like, dude, like I was like, everybody- but that's not too okay. dissimilar from what a Japanese dance style would look like. And if you remember okay. his character, like he's he's really like traditional Japanese culture oriented. You know, he's got the uh, Goemon. I think his his persona is oh, Goemon. Yeah, it's right. like that very mm-hmm. traditional like kabuki theater type look going for him and everything. So it's mm-hmm. like it, it makes sense though. And he's also a real like big idiot, so obviously he dance like a complete moron. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I just like I just remember him doing like the whole like ooh 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 like like kind of like doing these weird like flexes at one point in time and like and then but yeah now that you're saying it's like well like okay like yeah the kabuki style sort of like dancing I was like oh now now it's kind of like okay yeah this isn't as mm-hmm. jarring for me but yeah. You know. And not only that, but like Haru's uh, ballet comes in like Mm -hmm. real, like obvious at that point where she's like, like her entire, like she's got some terrible songs. Unfortunately, she's got like the worst song list of anybody in that game, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but like she implements like the different ballet, like styles and poses that you would normally see and that sort of thing. And just really adapting it to a proper way. But yeah. And I I was going to say, as someone who knows absolutely nothing about dancing, uh, I'm terrible and uh, yeah it's it's not my thing at all i did recognize that each character has a different style to them mm-hmm. and it plays towards it plays with their uh their characterization as someone who's played all three of the mainline games the uh, uh, you mm-hmm. know three uh, persona all the original persona games so i'm familiar with the cast like mm-hmm. the way that they dance actually plays to their type of character in some way as well Mm -hmm. uh and so yeah i thought like the the elegance of haru you also see that in mitsuru as well you know Mm -hmm. things like that where they um yeah i i I was (laughs) impressed again you haven't played persona 3 you don't know mitsuru but okay that's (laughs) cool that's fine Um, he's right he's right (laughs) But yeah, I, I mean that—that's pretty much like the reason. It's just like I just really okay. enjoyed these games, and they were a really easy platinum. They're very short, so I felt like you know, why not? Why not spread the love? You know, to mm-hmm. a, a persona, and you can really dive into like the character interactions, especially in three and five. I think with the social links that you can actually unlock, yeah. and just like it feels like a reunion in every like sense of the term with all three of the games it's like it's very it's played very straight in persona 4 but also three and five like you get to see like oh these characters they've developed over the course of their games and now you're kind of seeing like what the aftermath and epilogue of that would look like especially with three i would actually argue that this dancing game is the best epilogue to three that you could possibly get considering 
what happens at the end of Persona 3, which I'm not going to spoil because Nate needs to play it like yesterday, but also with what happens in like the answer in Persona Fez, uh, the Mm -hmm. fighting games and how they like characterize Elizabeth as well and make her into this really important character. Like, I'm not joking. She's one of the most important characters. And just seeing like that character grow over time and how this is kind of her way of bringing happiness to a group that's only faced like death and sorrow and anguish all the time. And I, I have to be deliberately vague, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a really subtle way of looking at it. Like even some of the lines that pop out, like between mm-hmm. her and her social links, like, Oh, okay. That's what's happening here. Okay. It, it's very subtle and really cool. Like it's just really, I, I think it's really well-written in that regard. And they, they really put a lot of thought into it. And it's just like, that seems to be the Japanese style. It's just like, we were talking about like, like when we were talking about Ultraman G, like the craft of putting together all those little cities that are just going to be destroyed. It's like, that is an attention to detail that I can't even fathom. And then when you go to this game, like the writing, they reference things that have happened before so well. And so naturally that you're just like, Oh, that's what they're talking about. But yeah. And also I just dancing's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that does kind of bring up for me, um, I mentioned earlier that the games are very niche. Um, the games themselves occur at different points in the timelines of the different games. Now there's a little bit, um, I won't go into detail cause the games don't really go into detail. Three and five kind of happen concurrently. Um, because you see a little bit of interaction between those two games and it kind of implies this whole you know, sort of like a metaverse kind of a thing going on. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, regardless, they have this cast of characters in each game that y- you dive into these social links within the game. So you dive into like conversations with these different characters, but it doesn't really introduce the characters very well. As someone who again has played all three of these games, it, fell into place really quickly for me because I knew these characters. Mm-hmm. I've played, you know, 60 hours with each of them. <laughs> uh, so I, so I know who they were. Um, but in a rhythm game, which we all have to admit is not like a super popular genre. Sadly. Um, Very sadly. That, right. No, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, clearly I platinumed multiple uh, of these games. Um, but it's, yeah. So it's, it's already, this strange genre, but then there are spinoffs of these games that frankly require a lot of you in order to finish. I, I guess maybe I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Um, but I do have to say it's, I don't know how Atlas put these out. I don't know who, right. well, I, I know who they were selling to. They were selling to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know who else they were selling to. <laughs> Well, definitely because, me. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. You know, um, Nate, maybe, sort of. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, Nate's more normal. Listening to you guys sort of talk about this, it makes me sort of think I definitely need to at least go through Persona 3 Fest, or not Fest, uh, Persona 3 Portable, before I take on Persona Dancing. That way, at well, least I, mean, I you have- can- you can just cut out those last three words and say you just need to play Persona Three. <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> Eventually, it's it's on the list. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of I, things on the list. I'm the ever growing, ever expanding list. I will say, I actually played uh, when when Persona Three Dancing came out. I actually decided to play that one first. Okay, between that and five, 
And I got it in English first because I'm just like, well, okay, this is a way for me to kind of get acquainted with these characters and the music and everything. So I played Persona 3 Dancing before I even played Persona 3. I would say it's actually playing the dancing game that got me super hyped to actually play the actual huh. game because they don't really spoil like anything, even right. in the social links. Like you would have to really know like all the subtext to understand like that they're actually referring to things like that actually happened to the game. But it kind of just plops you in and you're just like, okay, I see these really cool cast of characters. Where did they come from? Now I want to see how they met. Now I want to see how they interacted. So like if I didn't play the dancing game, I don't think I would have played three like at this time, like because I just was not interested in it. I tried to play it before I played the dancing game and I just could not like get into it whatsoever. Well, knowing these characters and knowing the context and the aesthetic, that's what pushed me to actually play the game mm. proper. Mm. I wanted to sort of like, while while we're sort of on the topic, you guys have sort of mentioned that there's a little bit of a difference, and and I've mentioned it too, between three and five, and then four, mm-hmm. um, and the the way that four has a story mode, and you play through it, and there's a bunch of expositional dumps, um, but mechanically these games are all sort of the same, and the one sort mm-hmm. of thing that. I would recommend, and I only figured this out by the time I got to Persona 5 dancing, uh, was you can, the the scratch, like, basically, you use up, left, and down, and then triangle, circle, and X to sort of interact with the different sort of, and there's like a hold, there's a simultaneous tap, there's some double taps, triple taps, kind of stuff like that. But then there's a scratch mechanic, and they have you, by default, flicking the bumping or bumping the analog sticks, you can actually map that to the shoulder buttons. I would strongly recommend anybody who's playing this do that. Mm-hmm. It actually, I felt like playing through easy and normal songs was significantly easier that way. But the nice thing they do with the scratches, you know, just not to cut you off, but like you, the scratches are actually totally optional. Yeah. Well, you do not have to hit the scratches at you all. Want, like you, if you're score chasing, if you want the highest score possibly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then that's fine. But if you're just not used to it, it's like, I didn't use them like at all for the first half of the persona Four dancing. Cause I was just like, hmm. I don't think I can handle this quite yet. But then I started getting into it and I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I can use it. And now it's going along with the beat a little bit better. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I, and I would I would say do that as soon as possible because uh, I tried that, but I had already played through a good chunk of three, and so my brain would not like the times I would have to actively think about it, and then that just throws everything off. And so mm-hmm. I kept it analog stick all the way just because I was already trained in doing that. So well, so do it early on. I mean, I played yeah. through all of four, and then and then mm-hmm. into five. I'm like, oh, I can do this. And like oh, I man. said, it was immediately like I was like, I just felt like better about it because it's yeah. in, then my thumbs could sort of rest exactly where they needed to be. And I was yep. like, bop, 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 you know, and like click, click, click. Anyways, um, but I did want to talk about like, so like I said, there's a story mode and it's sort of like there's almost like this sort of like roadmap sort of flowchart sort of thing with Persona 4. Whereas in the Persona 3 and 5 dancing games, it's there's a dancing mode which as you dance through different songs on different difficulties, you unlock um, different social links, which are sort of Mm -hmm. these little like vignettes of like the characters and it's sort of that visual novel stuff. And I was telling you guys, like I would actually kind of love to see them go back to persona Four dancing and give it sort of that treatment where it's not this sort of like, 
expositional dump, expositional dump, expedition, you know, but part of the problem is with Persona 4, they introduced a, a bunch of new characters, primarily yeah. one mm-hmm. that you, uh, Kaname or whatever, Kaname, mm-hmm. Konami, whatever, uh, that she sort of becomes part of the team, so to speak, but she's a playable character throughout the course of the game. Uh, so there would be some differences, but I don't know, mm-hmm. like there's a story and it's interesting and oh boy, uh, it's a, it can be yeah. kind of risque. Well, yeah. just, just to bounce off that, I, I just wanted to brush on That's kind of, I feel like the curse of Persona 4 because they feel like they have to make this big grand story out of everything that Persona 4 touches because you have the mm-hmm. different fighting games and there is this huge narrative that's happening in between these different fights. And I'm just like, I tried to play the fighting game when I had a, had a ps3 like i tried to play both of them and i'm just like no this is too much i can't do this this is ridiculous josh and i were sort of talking about that and i sort of bounced mm -hmm. off it fairly early on one because i'm not Mm -hmm. that great at fighting games but there's like 20 minutes of expositional dump then you fight you like you have a two minute fight and it's like 20 more minutes of expositional dump and i'm like Mm -hmm. seriously guys this is like the the this is the move like there's no better way to sort of deliver this material and I'm not opposed to reading or anything like that, but I am. There should be no reading in games. What are you talking about? <laughs> just slows me down. Well, <laughs> you just want it read to you, just like you know, just at, at three exactly. three times normal speed. Um, <laughs> but you know me too well. I I enjoyed it, and I think if it were any longer, and specifically Persona Four uh, dancing, if it had been any longer, I don't know if I could. Like in good, no, like I think no. it, it it sort of hit just the right the right length, but part of it too is like, you know, we were talking about it's like a, it's sort of like half visual novel, half rhythm game. But there's like these weird scenes, like so the whole premise is like people are getting sucked up into this other place, this other world, um, through watching a video on for the, a music festival thing, and it's like <laughs> it's a little bit of the ring there, but instead, but instead of mm-hmm fighting the shadows with you know your personas you have to dance and convey your emotions to the shadows um mm-hmm. which is that's that's a thing that's a that's a move guys that's a <laughs> that is a choice they made that's a yeah. choice yeah. they made <laughs> yeah well also and i mean okay yeah it's a video game whatever but in persona 4 they like <laughs> The, the framing device that they use is that, you know, one of the characters in Persona 4, if you haven't played it, is a Japanese pop idol, a pop star, if you don't know what an idol, a Japanese idol is. Uh, so she's a pop star. And, like, the whole, the whole uh, yeah, the way that they frame this is, like, she has, like, one month to get her friends good enough at dancing to be backup dancers for this festival. And Which is a me, tall kinda, order. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you play this entire game of Persona 4 and there's no mention of dancing and then like all of a sudden like they can they can dance really well like well enough to like destroy these dark forces that are, you know, imposing themselves on It's just mm, it's a little it's but a little it's contrived. magic. It's magic. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though for 3 and 5 for me, it was a little bit more palatable because in three and five, you're in a dream world mm-hmm. and it's not that you necessarily like 
that the characters have to dance. It's that they are imagining themselves dancing. So if they focus hard enough on their routines, then their body follows what they're thinking. Sort of like that, the idea of like lucid dreaming. Um, and so that actually made a lot more sense to me when, when I, I heard that I'm like, okay, okay. That, you know, they're not just magically amazing at dancing, you know, like, no. Okay. Okay. They're just, they're just really focusing on, on trying to think themselves into dancing, which is like, yeah, that, that makes I mean, sense. Con- Persona 4 considering now. like how much uh, the uh, protagonist of uh, Persona 4 was played up to be like the best guy ever. I mean, <laughs> would well, you really doubt that he had that ability? <laughs> I mean, that's every person. All three of those Persona <laughs> games are but, like that. And yeah. The reason they're like that is that they're a slightly more fleshed out version of the Dragon Quest silent hero. Like, yeah, these these are just ciphers in high they're, school. They're just yeah. meant to make the, the player <laughs> feel good about the in player. Persona 4. His canon name is you. you. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, and even giving the protagonist in five a voice was weird to me. Like mm-hmm. hearing him talk. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's this weird deep voice. Like, yeah, that, that's not what I imagined at all. <laughs> well then, and then it's like, I don't know about you guys, but anytime you're make, like, he's dancing with like any of the female uh, the other female, the the female characters, it's like there's a line where uh, Rize or Rosette or whatever says like, "I'm falling for you even harder now." And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she doesn't she doesn't hide it throughout the game. Um, no. If no. you if you unlock the extra chapter, which is literally just reading, there's no dancing. Um, mm-hmm. If you unlock that, then yeah, she's she's pretty blatant about it. She she's she's all like about a lot you. Of the oh, other no. characters. Yeah. She's <laughs> right. All about, yes. All about you. All about. <laughs> uh, on a side note, just a slight deviation. Did you guys ever watch the Persona 4 anime? Uh, I had it no. in my okay. Hulu queue at one point in time. Hmm. But somebody like I read somewhere or something they're like it's real bad. Don't watch it. Like it's, No, no, it's hilarious. It's so funny. Hmm. just for the interactions from the protagonist because when he says something everything is amazing like he's played as like the most like sarcastic jokester ever just just a side note no, he's I'm, I guess oh, I'll nice. have to and, remedy that then fix this and Nanako even like uh, lampshades it a bit like later on because like at the point in the anime it's during like the school festival time at the point in the anime he had already gone through all of these like different routes like social link routes with all the girls and everything and so she calls him I, I kid you not uh, somebody called him a man whore <laughs> and they just like lampshade that perfectly as it's like oh that's hilarious but i digress nice nice i yeah i've seen the persona 3 anime a couple times but i never i haven't seen four have they made one for five i don't know they made one for five and i've heard it's like 300 bucks oh gosh <laughs> i've ridiculous. heard not good things about the one for five like gotcha. mm-hmm. i've heard actually real bad things but mm. you know you can't believe everything on the internet I do. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, so, so when real. it comes to, oh. <laughs> okay, well, I saw a bird at one point. There was a chicken. Yeah, the, the one, the one is she's like, I'm your plump little hen, and I was just like, uh, yikes! <laughs> wow. Well, no, but the, I mean, yeah, that was weird. But then it's like, you know, we're all different kinds of meat. That's why we're a kitchen. We're the, I'm the just like, this is getting group. worse. <laughs> 
and, which makes and, total sense coming from Japan, Japanese idol groups. You know? Right. Ex- exactly. Like you might just need to be more clued in to that culture. Uh, Cause I, yeah, I just don't know. You know, I, I know what a Japanese idol is. I, I didn't know that they followed these kinds of. I can't believe, uh, I cannot believe that that's like a real sort of like thing. I think it just, it had to be like some sort of ridiculous thing. I, I, no, I do not believe that <laughs> that the Kanaming Kitchen is based on anything in real life. It's, it it's based on. You Birds know, aren't real. Girl, <laughs> girls being described as literal pieces of meat. And being sold to you. As say, is that really me. that hard to believe? Take, take a bite out of me. <laughs> I've heard weirder you know, things. <laughs> take a bite out of me. Like, I'm delicious. Oh, awkward. Yeah, it makes it was, me feel weird. That, that oh, whole, there's there's whole big chunks of that, that game yeah. that are super awkward. Um, well, and, and so, so we mentioned it a little bit before on how, like, Persona 4 is the only one, uh, the dancing is the only one with, with a dedicated story. The other two have these social interactions that you have. So I, 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 Persona 3 is my favorite out of the three games. And um, so I played Persona 3 dancing first. And mm-hmm. I did miss the fact that there wasn't a story to it. Like, I mm-hmm. wanted some, something more. Social links are good. Um, but I already knew the characters. Um, it, it was it was fun, but I did want a story from it. So then yeah. going into Persona Four, I was like, oh, maybe I don't want a story. It, well, if they could find something <laughs> that was sort of like halfway in between the two, yeah, like I mm-hmm. think that would be a good balance. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. Persona Four dancing story is super overkill. Yes, it is. I agree. It is definitely bloated. But it does it in such a way that does round out a lot of the characters. Like it feels, it feels real. It doesn't feel like you're reading a story. It feels like you're hanging out with people, and mm-hmm. so and so it gets like kind of frustrating. It's like, oh, I thought I was going to play a game, like actually do, you know, a little bit of the rhythm game thing, and you get you know a four minute chunk in between twenty minutes of of reading text. Um, mm-hmm. unless i mean i guess you can skip through it if you want to but then there's that part of me that's like no i don't want to like it's here i, I want to actually understand what's going on so maybe i'm just shooting myself in the foot but with but that let me ask you in hindsight mm-hmm. did you really want to understand what was going on mm. in hindsight no <laughs> it doesn't well because i mean it also, morbid curiosity goes so far you know <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, no, well okay so i will say here case in case in point okay the best part of the story to me, there's there's a scene, and this won't make any sense. So sorry if you haven't played these games, but but I'll try and break this down a little bit. So there's a character. I, mean, I, I don't I don't play Persona games for them to make sense. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like playing Final Fantasy VII for the story. I mean, <laughs> hey, or or um, trying to make sense of any of the Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah, that's actually not that hard. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. what is a heart? I know what game to make you play next year. Now, what is it? Oh no, <laughs> I will veto that so hard. <laughs> What's the complete collection called? Um, anyways, it'll be like okay, everybody so there... gets to submit a game except for Wes, <laughs> but not you. <laughs> you had three, but not <laughs> last you. year. Um. So, so there's, there's a scene in the game where because of an unfortunate series of events, there's this young girl who is 
sort of the main character's not biological sister, but he's staying with this family, and so he's kind of her little his. Well, little it's sister. his cousin. It's his baby cousin. Oh, okay, they're related. I didn't yeah, even know. Nanako, okay. uh, Dojima is mm-hmm. his uncle. So okay, okay, yeah. forgot about that point. So um, through the series of events, she. Um, it, ends up being one of the dancers in this festival. They do this dance. You know, she's all nervous about it. She's this young girl. She's like, what, nine years old? Something like that. She's pretty young. Um, And so, you know, she's practicing this routine. She finally does this routine in this big, like, festival area. And then stuff hits the fan with all just the crazy, evil things coming out. Like, like things go crazy after their routine. Um, So your main characters fight back the evil, whatever the main character comes back to that place and this girl is like distraught and she's like, is it because of me? Like, did I mess this routine up? And the main character says to her, like he turns to her and he says something, I'm going to butcher it, but, but he basically just says, no, Nanako, you did a great job. And that part, I was like, oh, that, that, like I felt something. Like, man, you know, like just this, this one interaction between the, this guy who, who, yeah. Okay. So they're cousins, but still like he, he felt the responsibility to like encourage her, even though like all this crazy stuff had just gone on and it wasn't her fault. And like, he noticed that she felt that way and he was like, no, you did great. You did great. This was not on you. It wasn't, it wasn't even like you didn't do this. It was like, no, you did a great job kind of a thing. And I was like, oh, that, that was a very touching moment. He's, and it's, he's a great big brother character. Exactly, exactly. And it was moments like that that got closest to like, okay, this is what I'm reading it for. And But those are also the types of things that would be cut out or like wouldn't have the same impact if you didn't know those characters, if you hadn't spent time with them. So it's kind of a catch-22. It's like, yeah, it has to be this bloated thing where you get into these characters' lives. Otherwise it wouldn't have the same impact. So what are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, well, it, I mean, it clearly works because they made like two fighting games with a big old story. They <laughs> made the persona Q games that also has a big old story with all these character <laughs> interactions. And it's just like, this is exactly why we come to this game to see these characters that we've grown to know and love, like over the course of so many different years and so many hours of gameplay. So it makes sense. I think though, too, it's also sort of a product of its time. Like, I mean, five years ago or six years ago at this point in time, like let, let's be honest we, they, I don't know if they would have had a better sort of way to develop or I'm I'm sure that like there was there's probably a better option available, but I I think like man like the fact is storytelling has has come a significant chunk of the way. I don't know. I I do I can't help but think that in some ways it is a bit of a product of its time. Like yeah, there's definitely sort of like the thing where like the these people like fans of Persona Four you know bought anything with Persona 4's name tacked on. Yeah. It. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, I think to be honest, like Persona 4 was the first of those titles to get that sort of like, have that sort of like fan base. Like, oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I I think like Persona 3, I think did well, but Persona 4 was a bit of a critical darling 
where yeah. like even the PlayStation, like I, I've even heard the PS2 game spoken of fondly. I actually bought, you know, just sort of a weird sort of side note. I bought the PS4 game or the PS2 game years ago when I still had a mm-hmm. PS2 before I sold it all off based on the recommendation of a friend. He was like, this game is awesome. You need to check it mm-hmm. out. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, years later when, you know, Logan from TRG would just like nonstop be like persona Four golden is like my favorite thing on the face of the planet. It's like, okay. Uh, when I got a Vita, I was like, I'm going to check this thing out and it's mm-hmm. pretty solid. It's pretty good. I mean, uh, for me, I'm like, I try not to uh, yuck anybody's yum, but uh, I hate that (laughs) phrase. I just, I I just wanted to throw it in there. Um, That sounds disgusting. Yeah, uh, I've I've heard it multiple times, and I'm just like, "Eh, I don't don't like it. But I'm just gonna, (laughs) I want other people to feel my pain. Uh, Nope. uh, But uh, I, I, I just kind of like, I'm one of those things that a lot of times I'm just like, when people are like, "This is the best thing ever," I'm like. My my initial response is like, is it? Um, <laughs> but but have you played Shadow of the Colossus? <laughs> because that is the best thing ever. <laughs> um, oh, but I just uh, you know it was it was one of those things where it was pretty good, um, and I can definitely see why Persona Four has the appeal, the the appeal in the fan base that it it does. Yeah. I don't know. You know, we, we've been talking about the uh, rhythm game and a big part of the rhythm game is the music. And we haven't even like mentioned the music itself. It's pretty good. All of it. Amazing. It's it, pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. In addition to having very solid mechanics, Wes, you started out the whole conversation by talking about how, how good this game and these games, their mechanics work in terms of just like standard rhythm games. I would also say, and again, this super niche game, I don't know how it got released, but I'm very glad it did um, because solid rhythm game and solid uh, soundtracks as well. Mm-hmm. I personally, I know I'm a weirdo. The internet totally disagrees with me. I uh, prefer, uh, I my favorite soundtracks are also similar. Well, I, actually with these dancing games, they're similar to my favorite games in the series too. So my favorite is three, then five, then four. Um, apparently the internet loves the soundtrack to four and I think it's real hit or miss personally, but that's just me. You know, standard games, I think five takes best soundtrack but i really like the remixes that they have for three here mm-hmm. um i am curious before we dive in like head first in this uh nate because you have not played persona 3 mm-hmm. what did you think of the tracks that you heard uh the the handful that i played i thought they were good i thought they were fine like you, you know it's like it's like they were like little head boppy kind of like this mm-hmm. is enjoyable but I, I think too, like I very quickly recognize that like, because like the thing is like a lot of it is like remixes. There are a ton of like yeah. completely original tracks yeah. to these games. So I'm like, I, I was like, I don't have the contextual hook here. And so like mm-hmm. I bounced from three pretty quickly. Like I played like two or three songs and I was like, boop, because like I could go to five and it's like, oh, I know this song. Like even like yeah. on the, like the really like you like when you're listening, you're like, holy crap. They, they, I mean, they like, 
this thing is it's a remix, but it's almost an entirely different song to the extent that it's remixed. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I was like, mm-hmm. I but I was still hearing like the note, and I can't remember the 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 track name, but in Persona 5, the the Persona Five dancing game, I was like, oh okay, like I get it, like yeah, I I hear the the sort of the callback to the the game from the the game's soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for yeah. very similar. Yeah. Cool. Well, that that's good to hear because something else uh, about, I guess, these games in general, but particular, particularly, if I can talk, for Persona 3 is that uh, one of the contributors to the soundtrack, and he's in the, the soundtrack to Persona 4 as well, is a Japanese rapper by the name of Lotus Juice. And when you first hear him rapping i don't know i don't know if it was the same for you guys but for me it was cringe when you first turn on persona 3 the game not even dancing but the but the game on ps2 fess uh you you turn it on and the the music starts playing you're like okay okay that's pretty cool and then he starts rapping and it's just like oh oh this is interesting this is different (laughs) he he has a very distinct style and it takes a little bit of getting used to Again, I've played through the entire game, so I am used to it, and now I actually like it. But I totally get that if you don't have that context, if, you do, if you're if you not prepared for it, it can be very jarring. Because he's a Japanese guy who uh, speaks fluent English, and so he's rapping in English. But he's clearly a Japanese guy, so he's got... Not only is he rapping, he has a very thick accent. And, I'm like, does he speak fluent English? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> the internet says that he speak fluent English, so the that's what I'm saying. The internet says a lot of things. From. That's true. This goes back that, to do we believe everything that we read on the internet? Yeah, that's true. Maybe I should not repeat what I hear on the internet. Um, yeah, because grammatically there's some strange things, and and he just has a super thick Japanese accent. If you've ever heard, oh man, if you've ever heard like the um, the very first ending theme to uh, the Naruto anime, it's kind of the same deal where someone is singing a Japanese, per- a very clearly Japanese person is singing in English, and just the inflection and the tone, it feels so off and so weird and like. Well, it's like anytime this any, is hilarious. Anytime any anime has like English in the theme song, and mm-hmm. like the, these yes. Japanese people are singing it in English, and it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I listen, see what you're going for. Uh, yeah, it's like mm. I know what you're going for here, bud. But it's like yeah. it would be just as bad if I was trying to sing in Japanese. Exactly. Like, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. It totally goes both ways. But for an English speaking person, like. You have to get used to it, and yeah. it sounds funny and cringy otherwise. Before, before at least it did to me. Now that I am used to it, and he does some tracks in Persona Four as well. I I don't believe he does anything for Persona Five, um, but he mm-hmm. is in some Persona Four songs as well. Um, and when they do live productions, he's there. Like it's it's pretty. I've <laughs> I've di- I've fallen headfirst into this whole thing. <laughs> I've watched multiple live productions, and they're so cool. Um, I just can't wait until he does like an Ultraman song because it's got to be coming sometime <laughs> and I want to hear it. I want to yes. hear it. Oh man. Cause he sound he also sounds so serious. Anyways, we don't have to get super into that, but just, just like warning. And cause I'm curious what this sounds like to someone who's not used to it. Um, because for me, the tracks from persona three are, are great. Like, um, would you say, would perfect. you say they're bops? 
they they <laughs> yes they, and some of them are bangers bops and bangers uh, all over that's a little weird. bit of lit that going on be. there yes yeah yeah they definitely. slap so hard <laughs> oh, that whole soundtrack so slaps. much um, slapping well, even when it's it's a different uh, style, I'm not usually I'm not generally into electronic music, um, but man, some of these some of these tracks are are super good, and I'm a big fan of three in particular. What I found so so I'll move into just a little bit of of opinion here. What I found I really like the soundtrack to Persona Five in general. I'm not sure the remixes did much. I and and they were terrible. For me, Terrible. I, I think the originals are just so good. It's like, mm-hmm. eh, I'd, I'd rather go back to the original. Whereas I'd flip that with a lot of Persona 3. Like you go back to the original and it's like, oh, yeah, this this song's not bad. Like I get it. But then some of the remixes are like, oh, yes, mm-hmm. I like that. I, I, would, I would say 5 feels like the most phoned in on their uh, track list to the point where I was putting together my top tracks and I'm just like, I don't really like most of these, honestly. Yeah. It's just like, I, I, it's like what Nate says. It's like, I can remember that specific track at some point. I can get some parts out of that remix, but they're just not doing it for me. Whereas three was just like, I think most of the ones I chose are remixes because they're just so good. Mm-hmm. And they're just like playing on the, you know, nostalgia I have for playing a game last year or whatever. But yes. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I, I think though that some of that might be though, that the music for persona five though is probably one of the most, I mean, there's a whole lot of style in that game period. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the music is incredibly distinct. Like it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's like one of those things like that was one of the first game soundtracks that I had bought, like purchased in years Oh, nice. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't, I just don't do that. But I was like, I was listening to it and the more I would hear it, it's like, no, like I could actually just listen to this, this music all day long. It's mm-hmm. like, it's just that acid jazz, whatever it is, is just kind of like, dude, like that's, I, I don't think there'd ever been like the, a, a video game soundtrack had never hit me. And so like when you're messing with that, like, and to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest i actually enjoyed some of the remix tracks but okay. i didn't get super into it either like i played like the easier versions and i've so that meant i maybe listened to a track twice <laughs> like mm-hmm. i was like yeah. oh okay i see what they're going for here but it's like i i think it was fine like you know it was fun it was enjoyable but i didn't i wasn't as super turned off by it but again mm-hmm. like there's a fairly limited scope yeah. When you say you never expected to get into the soundtrack, would you say that you you never saw it coming? I never saw it coming. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we got we got to go back to that one. Can't, exactly. Can't just, yes. yeah. We're back. I never saw it coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you, you could, went to Persona Three after that, and it was like a river in the desert. Well, great. I was just gonna say you could say that it kind of stole my heart. Mm. Out of all three of them, was it? It was probably the last surprise out of all three, right? Persona Three. Yes, and then after uh, I don't get after. those references. Like this is not <laughs> this is not the Steve Rogers. Like I understand that reference. Uh, this is the the actual well, the actual opposite the the literal opposite where it's like I don't understand any of those references. <laughs> don't worry, your life will change sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it, I mean, it was probably the jokes to start out with. It just caused mass destruction. You don't have to worry about any of it. No problem. Exactly. Or you could just wake up, get up, and get out of here. That's fine. Yeah. 
go burn your dread. <laughs> oh your man. Bread. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, all these are, are uh, for those of you who have, who have not played any of these games, we're all making references to the song titles, mm-hmm. which may or may not make sense with the actual songs themselves. Uh, just as a last little anecdote, what I thought would be pretty fun was if we came to the table with some of our favorite tracks and just kind of compared what uh, what songs we liked. Now, I had thrown out doing a top five for each of us, saw Wes's notes, and you did top five for each game. That's I could intense. not pick a top five. No, no, no. That's like like choosing your favorite child it's come on too hard. it's uh it's not gonna happen it's you and it's you by a lot <laughs> right yes exactly oh, it's a second you, why you, you. In a row. um <laughs> yeah, yeah well no i don't know if i could do a top five period okay. just because i don't know that i've spent enough time don't worry i made up for you in that regard so i mean there were a couple tracks that i really enjoyed on the persona four like I, mm-hmm. I liked playing them. Um, mm-hmm. Shadow World, I think. Okay. Was yeah. like I really kind of liked that one, and that that was like a fun little song, like on in all the different remixes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the the one is it Yukiko? That's the girl's name, Yukiko. Yeah. No, is Snowflake? Oh yeah, that song's beautiful. I did like Love that it. song too. Like that song. Mm-hmm. Like I played that, I I've done that that track a couple of times. I really did like that. I don't like playing that one, but <laughs> I yes. I did I do like the song. Those are the only two that I like actually remember and sort of stick with mm-hmm. me. So that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Nice, easy peasy Excellent choices. So so in in trying trying to compile five of them, I literally could have just listed off Persona Three songs. Um, because I, I got a little obsessed. I will listen to my kids know some of these songs. Um, fun fact: getting ready for our beach trip, I was playing some of them just as hype music. And uh, my wife walks into the kitchen, and I'm like dancing with the kids, and she's like, "Can we listen to some hype music that I can actually understand?" And I thought it was the funniest thing in the world because we're just my bread. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. That was hyped. literally the song. Um, so I, what I decided to do was do a top three from Persona Three, and then one track from Four and Five, just just to kind of rain, round it out. Um, so what I've come up with um, from Persona Five, I think my favorite song was "Wake Up, Get Up, Get Out There." There's a, the Jazztronic remix that's on mm-hmm. there. Um, I I did like that one again. A lot of the Persona Five uh, soundtrack from the remixes made me just want to listen to the original songs. But I thought I thought that one was pretty cool. Um, and then from Persona Four, I know this is a little bit of a cop out, but it's the Juness theme. That song, <laughs> oh dude, is so much fun. Yes, Nanako's Nanako's dance to the the vocal, just mm-hmm. the stripped down vocal yes. one is like ridiculous yeah our and favorite little capitalist nanaka <laughs> supporting the big business there you go <laughs> that's right 
Um, and now my my daughter likes the song a lot too. We were actually just playing it earlier mm. today, and she likes doing like the little motions to it. And uh, she is like singing parts of the song, like she knows the words better than I do, because <laughs> it's all in Japanese except for the phrase uh, "everyday young life junesu." Um, but so that's like the only part that I know, and she's like saying these. Yeah, <laughs> she's singing these Japanese syllables. I'm like, oh my goodness, maybe I've been playing this too much in front of her. Um, but sounds yeah. like some serious uh, language song. acquisition time going on there. <laughs> Excellent, <Hey>. <laughs> I like it. Um, so the the other three that I have. Um, so this song was new to me. This song is called "Wiping All Out." And it's the Kozuka remix from Persona 3. Uh, after playing it, I'm like, this is a really cool song. Where I, I don't recognize it. And this song was added to Persona 3 Portable. It was the song for the female protagonist that was added for that game. I played Persona 3 Fess on PlayStation 2 before that stuff was added. So I had never even heard the original song. I did go back and listen to the original song, and I like the remix more. Um, so I really dig that remix that's in my top uh, here and then these last two are pretty much like neck and neck I just really like both of them and it's weird because again like I said I'm not a big fan of electronic music and both of these are like heavy electronic but they just get me hyped Um, so I'll go with light the fire up in the night the sasakure.uk remix Uh, it starts off it sounds super j-pop um, but it's really cool the way that it, it's kind of like dubstepy the way that they take the vocals and chop it up and and, and throw it into different pitches. Um, but then, but it's varied also. It starts really hype and then Lotus Juice comes in. He does his little rapping thing. It goes, you know, it, the dynamics of the song. Uh, the song is very dynamic and it just gets me pumped. So I really like that song. It's total dance number. Uh, and then finally, it is Burn My Dread. The I'm not even sure how to pronounce this. The Nova Iski remix. Um, and this one is hardcore dubstep. Uh, well, I say hardcore. It, it is definitely influenced by dubstep. And again, it just gets me hyped. You get a lot of like the beeps and boops of dubstep as well as some of the harder edge uh, that that style has. But man... Yeah, it it just it just gets me pumped. Is that the one with uh, Mitsuru as the yes. main? Oh, of course. Yes. yes. Okay. Just wanted That's to make sure. <laughs> yes. Hashtag <Yeah>. best girl. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know, I don't know what it is, uh, but uh, yeah, those tracks are just are are really good. Uh, what were yours, Wes? Okay, so. I, I, I did a top five for each game because mm-hmm. that's just the way I go and I make my own <laughs> rules and that's just how it is. But I approached it from a different angle. I didn't okay. put my favorite songs, but I put the songs that matched up with the characters, like the, the way the characters uh. express themselves through the song. Even if I didn't necessarily like the song as much, I felt like the way that it's presented was really well done. So I'm going to start with like, you know, the bottom of my list, which would be, you know, pretty much most of the Persona 5 songs. Okay. Uh, first one would be like the last surprise, but Jazztronic remix, which was just like okay. a music video of like the different anime scenes from the game. And I just really enjoyed that. It, they added a lot more drums, which I guess makes sense because it's like a Jazztronic song or mm. something. I'm guessing that's where the jazz comes in. They added a lot more drums like right at the beginning and just right into the song without the, you know, it, it doesn't have like, like the cool opening 
part that Last Surprise normally has. But mm. it's just like, da, 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 boom, and just gets right into it. Uh, the next one to be Life Will Change, which is like, interestingly enough, it's like the music video, like it, the different characters have like different music videos. So all the ma- male characters have their little music video mm-hmm. and all the female characters have theirs. And I don't like the female one as much, but the male one, Light of Life Will Change, the, their little video had them do like this whole cinematic of them like breaking into a bank. It's just the guys with, along with uh, Morgana and everything. And it's just a funny little like cinematic. Like you don't see anybody dancing, but they're just breaking into the bank and trying to avoid all the problems and they're getting away in a car. And uh, basically like reminded me of like a, a loop on the third type anime mm-hmm. uh, sequence. Just really, really funny stuff. Uh, the next one, uh, the Yaldabaoth, our beginning, the final song with everybody. Okay. And I, I wanted to avoid doing the final songs because obviously like they're the final song. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how are you going to beat that when everybody's on yeah, stage at that point. Right. But that song, that song has hit me since Persona 5, like, so hard. So hard. Beating it twice. Like, that. that's mm. the song where I'm just like, I just need to stop the battle and just listen to the music. And then trying to time my attacks with the music and everything, because I'm a big nerd like that. He's just like, <laughs> I want that attack to hit right when this part of the song plays. And mm. I don't know. I really like that. Uh, after that would be uh, Blooming Villain. And that's mostly because okay. Yusuke, it, Yusuke is the main character in that one. And that's where he was really, like, showing off some, like, the Japanese dance styles that we were talking about. Like he okay. really tries to be a little bit more like elegant with his style, even if he's a terrible dancer. He's, he's an absolutely awful dancer, but he's trying to be more elegant. And I feel like that <laughs> reflects a lot on the character where he's like just really terrible at most things. And he has like zero social awareness whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it, it fit. It fit. <laughs> and then finally from Persona 5, uh, Price, which has, which is a uh, Makoto's, she, she dances to, I think it's the one that plays in the casino that song okay. that plays in the casino and uh, I, I've always liked that song a lot I usually like that part of the game when I replay it so that's good nice. uh, Persona 4 dancing do you well, have any comments uh, on that? Yeah, well uh, I forgot to include any of my runner ups so I did have 5 but then I did have a runner up okay. so I just want to throw out the one runner up that I had from Persona 5 and it's funny because it is kind of one of those the, it, it's a different take on it um, is the beneath the mask? It's the Cayenne remix. I don't know how to. I don't know how to pronounce that. But what mm-hmm. stood out to me about that is beneath the mask. The song itself is super chill. Uh, it's like electric piano kind of a sound. It's when you're at home, you know, getting ready to, you know, like go to sleep for the end of the day. You know, when Morgana won't let you out. Um, and so stupid it's, trash cat. <laughs> and and it's a super chill song. And they turn it into the the remix totally changes that while using a lot of the you know the sounds and the melody from the original mm-hmm. song, and so I really appreciated what they could do with such a simple, chill piece, um, and how they how they changed it. So I just mm-hmm. thought it was really cool. Yeah, that that was a good one. I'm I'm now remembering that, and I'm like, oh, I should have put that on here. I really <laughs> like that song. Okay, so for Persona 4 dancing, like the really big mm-hmm. one that hit me, the one I go back and listen to the most is actually uh, Signs of Love, which is uh, okay. Naoto's, the non-remix version. The, the well, It is kind of a remix, though, because it's very different from the original game. And in the original game, the Signs of Love song, I think it was used when you're like going out and about on the town. But with Naoto, it's just like, it's going to sound weird, but it's like, it's interesting seeing this character express a sense of like femininity. Mm-hmm. with her dance yeah especially considering the arc that she goes through in the game and i always just found that very fascinating and it's just a really good like jazzy version of that song mm. like you could picture that playing in like you know like almost a has like a is, is that the one that almost has sort of like a big band kind of yes like mm-hmm. swing to it a little bit yeah 
I do remember mm-hmm. that one. Like that one is just good. It's probably my favorite soundtrack, favorite song from the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So I just go back to that. Uh, Maze of Life that had a U as the dancer, and I just really like that song. I think it's from Persona Q's opening, if I'm not mistaken. But oh. that is just a really like good song. Like it just felt like super impactful and like it's a powerful like song. And he and it plays like at the cli- what one of the climaxes of the game when you're finally getting out of the midnight stage. Uh, oh, this one the the one of one of the funnest songs on this is Best Friends by with uh, Kanji as the dancer, mm-hmm. and that's just awesome because he's like getting up there and he's flexing and he's like throwing punches and he's got the chair going and mm-hmm. he's just acting like typical Kanji. I was just like, yes, this is exactly what I want from this character. He is so <laughs> cool. <laughs> I love this guy. He's he's a bro, total mm-hmm. bro. Yeah. Uh, the Junez theme with Nanako just because yes. it's hilarious, like super capitalist Nanako, just singing <laughs> about all the uh, things you can buy at Junez. And it's just like, yep, yeah, that, that makes sense for. An elementary schooler and then the, the first song that you play specialist with you as like okay the main character mm-hmm. i was just like this is such a good way to get like into the game so much so that they actually use that song for like the different tutorial stages in persona 3 and persona 5 dancing because it's just like it's so good it's so good yeah so that's yeah. all i got for persona 4 and then nice. for persona 3 dancing like i said like i really like the remixes and what they did with the character interactions like mm-hmm. who they paired up with these different dances on the different uh difficulty levels was great uh light the fire up in the night but the regular version where i think akihiko is the dancer and ken is the support dancer and just thinking about those two characters in particular being teamed up in a song and the way that they interact and some of the things that they say like back and forth it's just like oh my gosh i can feel my heart breaking just because of what i know from persona 3 Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to spoil it but Mm. those two in particular like hanging out just seems absolutely bizarre in hindsight and it's just like oh it's such a good such a good little like easter egg there that they put in for the fans yeah uh going along with the, like the ken uh ken bus i guess because he's really cool i really <laughs> like ken he's, he's a great character mm-hmm. uh the mass destruction remix that he did the tetsuya kobayashi yeah uh not because of the song itself i thought they went a little hard on that and okay. didn't necessarily do a great job but the fact that he's using his lance weapon that he uses in the game like as part of the actual dance number i thought was really cool and that's going along with my third choice the deep breath by you miyake the you miyake remix mm-hmm. where junpei is the actual dancer for that song and the first minute of the song is him just like getting his baseball bat ready and getting ready to hit the ball mm-hmm. <laughs> like as part of the dance I'm just like what a cool little character moment for him it's like you know that he likes baseball. He's got this baseball cap all, you know, on the whole game and everything. It's just like he, he talks about being a fan of baseball and just seeing that, you know, cool little character moment. Yeah. Uh, the Battle for Everyone's Souls, which is the, the little music video for all the, the dudes. And mm. I thought it was kind of weird when they're like lip syncing with the female singer. I was just like, okay, that's a little <laughs> odd. And this feels like a little like j poppy to me, but mm-hmm. it's an interesting thing. But, you know, seeing all those male characters together and, you know, training and whatnot, it, it was interesting. And then the last one, uh, when the moon's reaching out the stars with Mitsuru as a dancer, like just because Mitsuru is the best girl in the game, <laughs> other than Elizabeth. It's hard to say. It's kind of a tie there. But, yeah. That, that's pretty much all I have. 15 nice. songs. Nice. The best songs yeah. from the Persona dancing games. Do you know what that's I just stuff. realized? Hmm? Somehow in my head, I had gotten Kanji and Yosuke switched. Oh. Uh, gotcha. They both like Japan, they're both very big on Japan. Yeah, but once... Well, Yosuke or Yusuke? Yosuke. Because Yusuke is the artist. 
Yosuke is the yeah. Yosuke is friend. the the Juness okay. clerk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kanji <laughs> is the angry. Kanji it was the Kanji dances were the ones where I was like he was doing like the weird poses and like the like the yeah. muscle man flex stuff and like almost <laughs> like slam dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It was so good. And, and he actually, I will say his character interactions, especially with the post game, which is pre game, regardless, it's like prequel stuff. Um, I was impressed with his character just cause he's, he's accepted himself a lot more like the, mm-hmm. the, from the revelations of the main game uh, that, you know, the, the whole thing is like, you know, facing your shadow kind of a thing. And mm-hmm. to see how he's grown out of that, I was like, okay, that's that's actually pretty cool. Well, because he can be kind of an annoying character. Oh <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? He's the best. <laughs> well, love Kanji. I love his stupid little hair in the epilogue, going back to black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like just, yeah, just seeing that. There, there's there's a few lines that he has where he's like, yeah, I'm into this. Okay, you gonna make fun of me, kind of a thing. I'm like, good for you, man. <laughs> I just cool. I look at the uh, what I thought was interesting. And it's a bit of a throwaway. Whereas mm-hmm. uh, there's one of the songs I had him and Nalto dancing mm-hmm. together, yeah. and somebody was yeah. like, "Oh, you two look so cute together." It was like, "Are mm-hmm. you two a couple?" And I was just like, and so like I, I was actually doing some googling earlier, like because that's the kind of special nerd that I am. I was like, <laughs> apparently that relationship is semi canonical the same mm-hmm. the 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 kanji and the nalto and i was like oh yeah i was like well that's that's good it's cute mm-hmm. yeah like, makes sense uh my my final runners up from from persona 3 i've got four of them here actually i did like mass destruction because i liked how hard they went with it um okay. but yeah <laughs> it it yeah it gets crazy like mm-hmm. drums are just like <laughs> they don't stop going crazy yeah they slap yeah <laughs> it is an assault for sure um the, a deep mentality is one and this is total like lotus juice and it's hilarious i remember the first few times playing the song and it is uh junichi junpei come on why am i thinking that junpei just seeing him in lotus just something about that just like clicked with me and so it's it's just a fun song um <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only <laughs> one. Um, Time, the Kitoja remix. I really, I really like that song. It's, it's a little bit more, more chill, but still on the electronic side, which is fun. That's and then with Fuka, I think, right? I, I think so. I think, so. I think so. Yeah, that was a really nice song. Yeah. Um, Pleasant. And then the last kind of runners up, runner up here is Brand New Days the yu yo yuppie remix i don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> how to pronounce that um but they basically just took the song and added guitar and drums to it um so it sounds sort of like a post hardcore kind of song um mm-hmm. which I, I thought was really cool because I, I, I don't know it's it is literally the same song just with some other things like put on top of it and it yeah. felt really cool. It felt like the the type of stuff that I was really into in high school, which like I'm still into now, but um, I'm not as, you know, I'm not finding all these new bands anymore like I used to be, where it was like back then, if anything sounded like that, I would totally, you know, get into that that type of band. It, it sounds almost like if you ever heard of the band Seosin, it sounds like them. 
Uh, and so it was just, yeah, it was cool. It was different. My musical knowledge else... is basically zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a lot of the remixes sound electronic, and this one, like, mm-hmm. bolted on electric guitars and drums. So that's pretty cool. There you go. So, anyways, good soundtracks, man. Um, I yeah, I've like I said, I've totally fallen down the rabbit hole. I've looked into the the live shows they do for these Persona soundtracks, and they're so much fun. They're so Japanese because you've got dancers, you've got people dressed up like the characters in the game dancing along on stage and you've got these these um main singers so from each of the soundtracks they kind of have their main singers lotus juice is there of course and they're in their uh whatever you know depending on the show they're in costume as well and and just like singing their hearts out and it's not even necessarily always on pitch like some of the some of the singers are better than others <laughs> not necessarily always uh, <laughs> it's usually pretty terrible actually um, well the one for the yeah. the chick from persona 5 lynn she's actually mm. really good um, oh yeah but she can belt the persona 4 singer not so much she she can waver a lot and three can be hit or miss um, yeah, I don't know their names. I'm referring to them as their games, <laughs> so sorry. But, anyways, all that to say is that yeah, playing these games, um, I'm a much bigger nerd than I thought I was. Thank you for recommending them because I do actually really like them as games. Um, even if I I had issues going in, uh, like I I really appreciate them. Clearly, I've platinumed two of them. Um, it's it's fun to play these games with my kids, even if. Some of the scenes in four you have to just skip through. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've I've had a great time with them. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. they were fun. Looping back around, I, I have to say these are super niche games. Would I recommend them like no. to anyone? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I, I can't. It's it's yeah, I don't I don't know what the experience would be if I didn't know who the characters were. I don't know that I would enjoy it quite as much. But they are very solid games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would definitely agree. Well, it sounds like we have sort of run the gamut on this thing. So, <laughs> I think it's. I think we have talked more about these games than any other podcast in the entire <laughs> gaming sphere, to be perfectly honest. There you Nobody go. talks about these games except mm-hmm. for us and me mostly. But, you know, us tonight, we've accomplished something that nobody else has done. Mm. Yeah. Nice. It's, you know, it's something to, to take pride in, gentlemen. But, uh, yeah, I think I think it's time to sort of button this one up, boys, and put it to bed because I'm getting <laughs> tired. So, uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you want to support the podcast, we'd love for you to share it with your friends. Um, you know, the rating and reviewing always helps. If you want to reach out to us, we have an email address, the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. You can reach out on various social media sites. On Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. We've got a Discord as well. Come join the fun. We can talk about all different kinds of stuff. We haven't talked about the, the dancing games that much in there uh, right now, but who knows? We might, we might start uh, picking that up. And uh, we do also have a Patreon as well. If you want to support us financially, you can drop in a dollar. Think of it like a tip jar and you get uncut episodes. So all of our rambles as well as bro hangs and things that don't have to do with the main topic of the episode, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Lots of blushing. And blushing. Yes. You prepare to blush. Yes. Um, Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Share it with your friends. Hey, Wes, uh, where can they find you if they're interested? 
Well, I, I, I'm not single, so if you're interested, well, not, that, that's not kind of that a problem. <laughs> not that way, guys. Sorry. Not that way. I know way. some other guys that are also nerdy, <laughs> but, you know, I'm kind of one of a kind and happily taken. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're looking for me in terms of uh, me talking about, you know, spandex heroes and stuff, I do have my own podcast that will be uh, going through a bit of a theme month, really starting <sighs> tomorrow from the time of recording, where all throughout June I'm going to be talking about the new generation heroes seasons of ultraman ultraman from ginga to zet or z however you want to pronounce it depends on if you're canadian or whatnot i don't know <laughs> those foolish canadians but yes i will be talking about that on the henshin dad podcast that is h-e-n-s-h-i-n dad podcast you can get that on anchor and you can follow me on twitter and i've been uh communicating with some other toku podcasts as of recently, mm. maybe maybe something can happen. Kind of putting some feelers out there, looking to see if there's any other henchin people who are interested. But that that's me right now. So if you are interested in Ultraman, really, it's just the Ultraman podcast right now. I don't even care about Kamen Rider or Sentai or Power Rangers at this point. It's just Ultraman <laughs> all the time. Don't even care. All Ultraman. I've dropped off of everything all the time, bro. I am so yes. excited when you shared the. Uh, what you were going to be doing in june i was just like mm-hmm. oh i can't wait that's awesome yeah, well that's look awesome. forward to it although I, I don't know how we're going to top that jeet episode we did that was <laughs> that was once in a lifetime amazingness uh, yeah that's where you can find me sweet. it was even more endless in this episode sweet 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 well nice we have done the things that we came to do we set out to talk about Persona dancing games more than anybody else in the history of podcasts. Mm-hmm. We have done that. Um, we danced the night away. We have we have talked a lot about dancing. So much dancing. We talked we talked mm-hmm. the night away about dancing. Uh, so, Josh, we've we've done what we came to do. What should they do, guys? Keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. And the final word goes to Kanami Mashta. Hello, I'm Kanami Mashta, your prize cow. My meat is marbled, my movement is slow, and I sleep off every meal. Hello, I'm Kanami Mashta, your prize cow. My meat is marbled, my movement is slow, and I sleep off every meal. <laughs> I can't read straight face. Oh my uh, I, I have to redo that one. <laughs> I'm definitely blushing oh, now. No. <laughs> that was like, That's horrible. Was that a line written yeah. by a real yes. human? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, never mind. I hate these games. They're terrible. <laughs> and the final word goes to economy. Paul's going to love this episode. <laughs> Woof. Oh my so goodness. much. Yeah. He's, he's going to hear that final word and he's going to be like, told you guys. Yeah. I told you guys. Yeah. <laughs>